Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. going on guys it's episode 356 of pop culture crisis my name's brett i'm here with my co-host would you introduce yourself please hello crisis actors it's mary and it is monday once again we're slightly better off than we were last week yeah um, oh yeah how's covid 20 treating you uh covid 20 is fine like it's uh my voice is back to normal for the most part i'm i'm still a little bit uh under the weather but better than i've been so it's it's gonna be it's gonna be fine weekend? today uh my weekend was uh, no actually i'll tell you what my weekend was, was meh because was i've started the process of looking for a car and mm. it's just step after step after step and there's just all sorts of crap that has to get figured out and trying to figure that all out at one point i was like i'm just going to give up and and not do it i don't but, blame yeah. you i'm still i still have not bought a car before i'm on my hand me down car still yeah and i wouldn't want to go about that process yeah it's it's not something i'm i'm enjoying but it'll, it'll get taken care of how was your weekend did you are you feeling better it was good yeah. i saw coheed and cambria yesterday wow okay any of you guys like that band did they play fun. welcome home i don't think so but they did play other older songs but um, on the way back, I listened to Welcome Home, and it's, it's a good song. Yeah, like that's a, I mean, if I went, I'd want to go to hear I'm not that a mega song. fan of them, yeah. but like, I did like that song. All right. Well, that, that sounds like fun. It's like, uh, and you must have had to travel because it's not like there's a whole ton, ton of concerts out this way. Yeah, uh, no. Yeah. Unless I want to go to D.C. Yeah, nobody hang wants out to do with that. The, politicos no not fun we got a bunch of stuff to talk about today ladies and gentlemen we are going to talk first about the fact that ta-nehisi coates black superman movie is still a possibility according to james gunn so those are his words so he's talking about that we're going to talk about an actor named matthew lawrence who uh he um rick rips back the veil on the Marvel casting couch, which is just a terrifying thing to think about, is it not? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not many smoke shows on the Marvel casting couch, are there? I mean, I don't want any Marvel casting couch at all. Like, I, I think that's a bad idea, g given the fact that they're all... like broken dreams. And they're all virtue-signaling douche canoes anyway, so I don't want them telling me to, to be a good person when they can't be good people. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Jeanette McCurdy, right? Yes. Uh, there was an unaired episode that... Uh, she did with Josh Peck on his podcast, and now he's accused her of blocking his number 
and Uh-oh. he is getting slammed because he said that she, she owes him the story again and it's a whole thing but really i just like talking shit about dan schneider <laughs> of course well you know he's got his come up and coming to him right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we're gonna talk about that we're gonna talk about nerd prom which is uh the correspondence dinner and the and, met gala yeah both i think of them. both of those count for like the art nerds the theater nerds uh who never outgrew their high school phase and uh, needs something that they can exclude people from. Well, that, and it feels, like you said, very Hunger Games-esque, especially those. <laughs> I mean, the Met Gala yeah. always, but the correspondence dinner, I mean, that really does feel like they've separated it's the haves. It's never been that clownish, has yeah. it? It feels like they've really found a way to purposely separate the haves and the have-nots even more than uh-huh. they already do. So we'll talk about that. We're also going to talk about a fantastic new movie that's coming out. I swear it's real. It's called The Great Catsby. Yeah. Yes. Or is it the cat spy? I think it was the cat spy. Um, We're talking about AI movies and AI movie trailers. Some really compelling ones have come out recently. Um, Almost disturbingly good quality. And uh, it's only getting up from there. We will see where it goes. So it's going to be interesting. If you're ready, Mary, we'll just get right into it. We're just going to get right into it? Yeah. Let's let's go go. for it. All right, guys. So before we get started on all the topics, I do want to actually talk for a couple of minutes about the show Citadel, which I did watch over the weekend. Uh, I don't give a lot of reviews that are negative, but today uh, is going to be not negative, but it's one of those days where I, I actually, this is what I did. I said to Mary, I'm like, Mary, uh, Citadel Kim comes out this weekend. There's two episodes up right now. It's under an hour each, which is always a good thing. They were 42 minutes, which is the length you'd see for a normal network television show if it had commercials mm-hmm. interspersed, right? I'm like, watch it. Maybe we, sh- maybe you should watch it. It'll, uh, and we'll review it on Monday. And then less than an hour later, I send her another message, and I'm like, never mind. Never it's mind. Dog it shit. Sucks. Don't, don't watch it. It's, it's not that it's, it's bad. It's that it's aggressively below average and what i mean by that is that it it takes it's basically a ripoff of a bunch of different spy tropes meaning that it takes a general premise from the jason bourne movies meaning that uh richard madden's character and priyanka chopper's character can't remember who they are but they still have their skills their muscle memory they stole that Uh, It's got the uh, plot from Mission Impossible and Skyfall in which a master list of spies, a MacGuffin, falls into the wrong hands and, oh no, we need to stop it before it gets out. Uh, And then it's got the alternative spy group that's not part of the government, a la the Kingsmen. The problem with all of this is, is that I can watch old, overused redone rinsed tropes yeah that's like your favorite thing but to do that you need to do one thing and one thing only you need to make characters that aren't dog shit this Uh. does not accomplish that what i mean by that is it doesn't achieve its goal of getting you to give a crap about any of the characters in it so priyanka chopra is in it she's beautiful she is star. She is the. She's the. She gets second billing next to Richard Madden. So okay, okay. she like him. Priyanka Chopra and Richard Madden play spies who are betrayed on a train and lose their memory because the train blows up. It's as stupid as it sounds. Okay, they they spent like a hundred twenty million dollars on it or something yeah, crazy. Yeah, a lot of like money. That, right? They made three versions of Citadel for yeah. different 
uh, languages. They yes. made one in like French. They made one for India. Three different shows. A movie, like theater movie level budget for a show like this that I could have bet my life that it was going to be dog shit. I already knew. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, I, I'm when I say dog shit, I mean like it's it just doesn't do anything new. And if you're not going to make me care about the characters, you need to at least do something new. I think I can even tell when they're trying. Like, do you feel like yeah. you could tell they, they made, they like tried at least? To, to they what? tried to make it like something something new no something no no it's, it's it, it 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 like boldly and unapologetically tries nothing so this new. is what amazon was talking about when yeah. they wanted a safe but, hit yeah i guess i mean and, and to be fair a lot of people will probably see it that way because a lot of people don't care as much about likable characters as i do okay the 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 thing with priyanka chopper character Priyanka Chopper's character is she's uh, she swears a lot and it's annoying and try hard he's annoying and he, he's good at his job and competent but they all have this vague like you would find them annoying in real life if you talk to these people the way they're talking about it and Stanley Tucci isn't enough to save it now if they had done a little bit of work and made Priyanka Chopper's character a bit more vulnerable after the first episode and they had not made it so blatant that they needed to be super good at their jobs but also the tropes are overdone it's not worth your time ladies and gentlemen um, I wouldn't have thought so anyway. and uh, I will say that uh, people give Michael Bay a lot of crap for the, the 360 slow motion camera shots well the panning uh, tilting camera shot that the Russo brothers do where they, they basically start with a canted camera angle. It's like 270 degrees turned and it pushes in and levels out to, uh, to a straight widescreen shot. That is becoming their version of a Michael Bay 360 camera shot that they use in everything. And it's weird because they're not the directors on this. They're just the producers. The directors of this are, were both veterans of the spy friend. Like both of the directors from this project, which whose names off the top of my head, of course I can't remember. They were both from the Mission Impossible. They both did early Mission Impossible work, right? So they know how to do this genre, but back then they made characters that you gave a crap about. Nobody gives a crap about any of the characters in here. The lady who plays the evil Oh, like geriatric politician is the least believable bad guy I've seen in about 50 years. She's not scary. She's not. They should have uh, just she, gotten Hillary Clinton. It, it would have been way scarier if they had gotten Hillary Clinton to do that. It would have been way more believable. This lady is supposed to be like, uh, if Angela Merkel was actually eviler than she already is. And it's just, it doesn't work. It's, it's not Merkel's interesting. It's not scary. It's a, uh, somebody mentions Famke Jansen in the chat. I don't know what they're talking about, but I would have liked to see Famke Jansen as a younger version of the, of the bad guy in this movie. Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds, and stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. 
Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's arkseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. arkseedkits.com. It wouldn't have made any sense. But uh, yeah, guys, it's just, it's so aggressively average. I can't in good conscience recommend it. And it could have been remedied very easily. Like, okay, Richard Madden's character, the spy, after he, (coughs) excuse me, my voice is going again. Yeah. Uh, After he, after the explosion, he's got a family now, right? So he's got a family and now he's been having dreams of Nadia Singh, who was the name of his his agent that he worked with in the spy agency. So now he's got to go off and do this mission after being tricked into doing it by Stanley Tucci's character. But you haven't been given enough time with the family to really care. But at the same time, you re- you resent the fact that he so willingly goes on this mission that he doesn't understand. Okay. It's really stupid. Like they needed to spend a full episode of him with his family. They needed to spend a whole episode. Thank you. A whole episode with her and her life after the explosion. And they didn't do that. They, they had to rush it because it's only six episodes long. And it just doesn't work. So that is, that is six my... Six episodes of the first season. And you, how many did you watch? Well, two. But the rest two. are coming out weekly. So I watched um, the two. I, I guess that could be a compliment. I made it through both of them. But like they're going after a freaking Stop. magical spy MacGuffin. Nobody gives a crap if you don't care about the characters. I watched more old episodes of of uh, Covert Affairs over the weekend, which is just as ludicrous and ridiculous and just as unrealistic, but at least you give a crap about the characters, right? Like she, uh, in that show, Annie literally disobeys orders 24-7. She never listens to her superiors. She always goes off on her own, yet she always ends up okay, which is completely unrealistic and stupid, but she's likable. So you're like, it's fine. And you like the other characters in the show, so it's, it's fine. And this is just not, it's, it's very, very cold. Maybe that's the best. But that's way. what I thought the gray man was. You were like, this was good. And I'm, I just didn't understand your take. That was a movie, uh, a movie I'm liable to give more leeway than something that's expecting me to do. A show is basically a couple of movies. Uh, for this, it's, and even, even the gray man, I said serviceable and fine for what it was. Uh, it was awful. This, this is one of those same things. Same thing, same problems. Um, and I don't remember what, I don't even remember what the plot was for, exactly. for the gray man. It is a nothing. Look, it is look, like, no one will remember that. I, I'll tell you this right now. If the, because that was the Russo brothers too. If the Russo brothers would get off their ass and start writing characters that people found likable, yeah. They could take this whole like paint by number spy genre and make it a thing for I mean, themselves. Did you remember anything about the character that Ryan Gosling played in that? The only character I remember was uh, was Chris Evans trying to be Ace Ventura pet yeah, detective, that and that and that was about it. Right, it's just so forgettable. Like everything is now. Yeah. Oh, somebody mentioned about my. Uh, I, I I had. Uh, I had such a, I, had a, I actually remembered my dreams this weekend. Like I, I was so under the weather that I remember my dreams. Oh. And it was basically being chased 
by uh, a shape-shifting Famke Jansen Terminator that kept coughing on me. Mm. Like she kept like chasing Great. me to cough on me. And it was like, it was, it was the stuff of That's nightmares. Awful. And my, my, voice is, uh, my voice is back is, uh, is back to sounding like that again. So I don't know what you guys think. I, I don't feel totally back to 100% yet. I definitely don't feel back to 100% right I now. I thought Kobe was Ovi. No. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's move on, shall we? So guys, uh, oh, it was Josh Applebaum. That's the guy who I was thinking of from uh, the creator of Citadel, who's just, like I said, you gotta, it's that, they've got the, it just oozes the Russo Brothers cinematography style, even though they didn't write, or even though they didn't direct it. So. It's like when I tried to give Sweet Tooth on Netflix a try, <laughs> yeah. and like, I really wanted to like it, yeah. and I can even tell like how hard they're trying it, yeah. making something original and new and unique, and it just isn't yeah. good. Like, I will also point out. I will also point out that this is this show is further proof of my of my assertion that they really do want to make all black women gay in Hollywood. You mentioned this, and okay, so there's this one scene, guys. If anybody here watched it, they have the scene where basically it's a panning shot, right? And it shows Stanley Tucci's character. He goes, "This is my wife," and she goes, "Ex-wife, of course, because she's got to be smarmy and snotty." Is she white. Uh, yes. Okay. So so she goes, uh, ex-wife. And he goes, okay, ex-wife. And then she points to another lady. She goes, and, that, and that's my new wife. And it's the black lady. And I'm like, that was like, they're like, okay, we got our woke points in. We did it. We did our due diligence. We, we did our wokeness. Let's move on with it now. It was very Again, clear that judgment. it was just shoehorned in there for, for no reason. Like it didn't need to be that's there. Stupid. It was extremely stupid. So... All right. I think it's not. It's not just about the gay thing, though. Like I think they also shoehorn in interracial couples a lot. Uh, in commercials, they do a lot in commercials. But you know, it is. It is what it I is. I see it everywhere. In, in this case, it was just. And it just, guys. It's just very bland. The the evil spy agency. If they had gotten a better actor, maybe like the the lady who runs Mantic. Oh, also they took the name Manticore, which was the name of the evil group in Dark Angel. So another show that involves spies in some sci-fi that was better because you liked the characters. It uh, like, I think it reminds you just <laughs> enough of things that you did like so yeah. that you resent it even more. Yeah, I'm like watching, I'm like, Manticore, but Manticore was awesome in Dark Angel. What the hell? So yes, all right, guys, I, I can't recommend it. So here we go. Super Mario Brothers officially hits a billion dollars at the box office in just four weeks too. Like that's damn impressive. Four weeks on top of the box office now. What was it, Easter helped them? Yeah, oh yeah, it was like it had that huge like five day weekend for, for Easter there. Uh, also on top of that, someone put the whole movie on Twitter and it was up I've for like- I've seen other people like post other movies in yeah. full on Twitter before. Yeah. Um, and, and I they, don't know how they get away with it, but it stays up for a while. Yeah, I think they said this was up for like nine hours before yeah. it all got taken down. So it must have been a, a pro account because you can only post full, like it says, uh, an hour video, but it has to be on the web. You have to, you had to post it from a computer, not from a phone. Yeah. So. I thought you had to pay Twitter Blue. Twitter Blue. To yeah. To do it. Yeah. Yep. Funny. So, yeah. All right. Somebody says, does Brett have enough Manticore, uh, D&D cred to know what Manticore is? Uh, I do not. Uh, I know Manticore from, it's not, but it's not just from Dark Angel. Manticore is also the name uh, of uh, something from the movie GoldenEye. So there's more than one Manticore, but yeah. I assume it's a deeper reference to something else. All right. 
Barbie soundtrack. Tell us about the Barbie soundtrack, Mary. Well, your nightmare has come true, Brett. Uh, the song by Ava Max <laughs> called yeah. Not Your Barbie Girl is rumored to be in the official soundtrack for Horrible. the Barbie movie, as well as Physical by Dua Lipa and Pretty Girls by Britney Spears. Um, what would you on it? Would you uh, like now that I think about it? What would you have wanted on the soundtrack to a Barbie movie? I mean. Aqua, obviously. I mean, obviously. <laughs> like, why would that not be on it? But the Ava Max song being on it, it is sort of just, if that is true, adding insult to injury. Like, to not only not have the classic Barbie, Barbie song, yeah, um, but also add one that is just straight up, like, bitter misandry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which, if you didn't know, uh, what do the lyrics say? Like... Yeah. Not your Barbie girl. I'm not your Barbie girl. Uh, it was, I'm living in my own world. Uh, yeah, it's like, uh, called. Nah. You can't touch me there. Yeah, it's very stupid. I wish I'm we could not unless I say so. It was just so gay. As I, if the first version doesn't actually mean that. Yeah. Also, Ava Max is just like one of the most uh, like tiktok artists ever like yeah. you don't have real music you just make tiktok sounds yeah uh they said how can they not have uh ben Ryder in the chat says how can you not have aqua because uh mattel sued aqua for the song back in the day and lost oh if, if i remember correctly okay. and, and so uh aqua ended up not having to pay mattel if i remember correctly so there's bad blood there okay so, i guess yep so it's just like I would like to know what music you would have liked other than the original, like I maybe some Gwen Stefani, Paris Hilton, Stars, oh, are, stars blind. are Blind, Hell yeah, yeah, that would work. That why seemed... isn't Paris Hilton? Why doesn't she get a cameo in this movie? I don't know, but it's, it's like I it's just they have a bunch <laughs> of nobodies and diversity hires. Yep. So, oh, somebody also mentioned, I, I, there was a really funny, because we talked about Down Syndrome Barbie last Friday, and somebody said, well, what about divorced Barbie? She has all Ken's assets. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it is what it is. All of Ken's uh, accessories. <laughs> yep. All right. Um, also, remember when Woody Harrelson spoke out about Bacla, about COVID-19 conspiracies on Saturday Night Live? Well, he says that uh, he just isn't paying attention to it, which is very smart of him. That's king shit. The, the, back, the backlash. Like, I would love to see the screen time of celebrities, like if that, that data were to leak. I don't know if your phone does this, Brett, but iPhones track your screen time. And yeah. give you weekly reports. My my phone does that too. I don't look at it though. Yeah, I would love to see different celebrities' screen time reports. Yep. yep. Um, like how much time they spend on Instagram. Uh, I mean, oh man, like I used to check that and then I stopped. Now I wouldn't. Now I wouldn't have to because I don't really have the time to spend as much. I, I bet you the weekends are way worse than the weekdays. Especially when you're sick. Yeah, like I, I, I would be afraid to look at my screen time reports from this weekend. Though it's probably more evenly distributed now that I use Twitter. True. So it's probably diversifying. Yeah. Um, my attention is still being wasted, but it's being wasted elsewhere. Woody Harrelson, his bit on SNL was not even that controversial. No, not at all. 
it was like as boilerplate as you can get not actually transgressive here's what he said he said well people told me it was shall we say trending harrelson said when asked about the polarizing snl monologue no i don't look at that s i feel like i said on snl i don't need to go further with it other than to say well no i won't never mind that's enough but it don't change my life one bit not one bit if the mainstream media wants to give a have a go at you right my life is still wonderful. He's got the money to do that. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like it's not going to affect his job opportunities or anything like that. And I think if more celebrities took his his position, they'd be able to make a dent in these things. But that's never going to happen. Well, they don't want to because they genuinely <laughs> believe in. Yeah, they agree with the other side. What they're what they're doing. It's also funny too because I don't remember there being a huge backlash. Not comparatively, like a couple of articles got written. And that was really it. Like we were, no, we were yeah. far enough past COVID at that point. Uh, obviously, maybe not. in 2021 you wouldn't be allowed to say that. Yeah, but yeah. nowadays it's like we all we all know that we were lied to. Yeah, and and Pfizer's like we don't want to spend the money on on ruining this guy's life right now. It's, it's not necessary. You see the onslaught of articles that were like, you know. Uh, everyone made mistakes and we were just lacking information, but there's no need to uh, spread any vitriol in any direction. Yeah, well, they wanted We can all just amnesty. move forward and, and move on. Yeah, they want, they want amnesty. They wanted amnesty. I just wanted to be left alone. Granted, I got lucky. I didn't have any job. My job didn't require me to... You were in college still at the time, right? So you didn't have to... Um, yeah, so... But, and my college specifically didn't care at all. Yeah, and my, my job didn't require us to do anything. My college did not even enforce masks Yeah. at all. Yeah, all right. It was almost enforced like in the opposite direction. They're like, hey, take that off. Like if you wore it, you were made fun of. They would take that off. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. And also, we have a new tax hero. I'm going to have to add this one to my list. The Beehive. Uh, be, uh, Just Beyonce. gained a new member. His name is Brett Dasovich. Yes. Uh, I'm going to start <laughs> singing Beyonce songs. Uh, Lemonade is my new favorite song. Mm-hmm. Um, $2.69 million in taxes. Come on, due. crisis actors. Now let's get information. For real. It says, uh, uh, basically, they obtained records that uh, she had a deficiency from like 2018, 19, and 20, several hundred thousand dollars each year. If you're year. that rich, it must be pretty easy to I to know. get to, I don't know, get lost in the numbers. It's probably not even intentional. No, in this case, it was likely, I mean, it's not like she's doing Seems her own like, accounting. It, like $700,000 to Beyonce is an accounting error. Yes. Literally. <laughs> she like forgot a decimal. <laughs> she, she forgot a comma somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's And that's what happened. So good for her. You know, I say don't pay it, but I can't I, I can't give financial advice. I'm not a financial planner. This okay. is not financial advice, but don't pay it. Just <laughs> just kidding. It's a joke. It's it's a joke. All right, let's get started, shall we? So before we get started, guys, could you hit the like button on this video? Do it for me because my voice is clearly going, so it would make me feel better if you hit the like button on this video. Subscribe to this channel if you have not done so already. Remember, all Super Chats, $20 and over. We will interrupt this discussion, and we will read it right then and there, and then we will try to get back on topic. We We've also got cringe and cute of the day. Oh, yes, let's do that first before we get into Ta-Nehisi Coates. Yes. I do have uh, a couple of cringe and a couple of... We got one cringe and a couple of cutes. Cringe first or cute? first um cute first all right first one here i posted yesterday on my instagram this is adorable so be ready i like this scrolling i have something extremely important to share with you made my day like the nose twitches 
Bunnies are so big. You may continue. They're, they're bigger than some dogs. <laughs> it's adorable. I want one. I stopped at a stoplight this morning and um, this do this little white dog that just looked like one of the one of the PCC pets we yeah. reviewed was just staring at me from the car next to me, like out the window, <laughs> just like just making. Like, he wanted to be on PCC pets, but he didn't know how to 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 woof a hashtag. And they, I love how they know what you're doing when you pull out your phone. I took a picture of it, and it immediately was like. That's I wasn't a, looking. No, that's like literally the worst is like Bucko. Show the picture. Bucko, whenever he uh whenever I go to take his picture, he he's they he know. Turns away. Um, I swear they know. Yeah. And I, speaking of Bucko. Look, I don't know if you guys can see. Speaking of Bucko. There's the dog. Oh, oh my gosh. Isn't it cute? That's adorable. <laughs> that is yeah. adorable. Uh and speaking of Bucko, I have my own PCC pets for the day. Yeah. And that's him right there. Taking a nap. Over the weekend? Over the weekend. He's thriving. He is uh, living. living his best life. He's slaying. Yes. We love we love Bucko and he's and he loves to be photographed. Your Psych. entire no, camera roll. Yeah. I well, because uh, Tim was taking uh, getting photos for the the coffee and they're like, Could anybody submit some photos? And I'm like and I submitted like a hundred. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe not a hundred, but uh, like, okay, Brett, thank you. Yes, exactly. So stop. <laughs> All right. Uh, now here from Joseph Duraki <clears throat> found my, uh, found two baby kittens in my attic. Cute of the day in your attic. How'd they get there? I have no idea. Oh, or they're if... so afraid. Look at them. Joseph Duraki. Wait, zoom in. in on them. Okay. I want to see closer. They look like so scared. Will not let me zoom in further. No. No, it, it levels it out when I do that. No. Okay. I could do it maybe this way if That's I. Sweet. One of them is just literally sitting on its head. Yep. Like. There we go. Now you can see it better. Hmm. Why are these? They're so clean. Very they're so clean. fluffy. I don't know if they were actually in the attic, but you know that's. Uh, so we got a couple more here. This is from Lindsay Tatum on Twitter. Bad girls club Aww. hashtag PCC pets been missing for two days. Finally show up. <clears throat> That's so cute. Very cute. The eyes, uh, the eyes have it on that one. Little floofs. All right, and then we got one more. This is from Dan. This, I like this one. So this is. It says, "Hey Brett and Mary, love your show. Here's my boy Phantom. He's a Russian blue cat. I can't help myself. I like to flip back those ears of his. He rolls okay. his eyes when I sit there and laugh at him. I I thought that the ears were just naturally. <laughs> <laughs> like that back um he's awfully devious i said phantom has an air of mystery added into the list and here is uh the second photo adorable adorable oh. all right i think now we shall do cringe of the day yes all right. yes we shall here we go this caused me physical pain delete this delete this cringe of the day here we go, ladies and gentlemen. How much we spent at Disney. How much we spent at Disney, day two of five. Two of a five. A mediocre breakfast at Hollywood and Vine cost us $223. Then we headed over to Toy Story Land, and even with Lightning Lane, we still only got to ride one ride. Ice cream was $25, and popcorn was $16. Then over at Galaxy's Edge, three lightsabers cost us a whopping $800. They also no longer hold them for you until the end of the day. Plus, different airlines have different restrictions when flying home, so we opted to ship them to us for an additional cost. Insane. Every ride had 120-minute wait time, so we only got to ride one ride in this section of the park as well. We tried the infamous blue and green milk and had lunch at Backlot and funnel cakes at Epic East. 
Photo Pass was an extra $170 for cell phone quality pictures. I literally can't tell if they like it or not. Like, I can't tell if they're being sarcastic It's a or humiliation not. thing. Yeah. And finally, we had dinner at Planet Hollywood. Factoring in our nightly hotel rate of $997 brings our total to $3,758 for the day. For the day, two two out of five. That means how how much are you spending in five days? Literally, could be like twenty thousand. It's like my yearly salary. I bet it literally could be. Okay, not twenty thousand dollars, but you know, like up to that. But I mean, I she did get a lot of optional stuff. But how? Like the food looks so mediocre. Also, I didn't know Planet Hollywood was still a thing. I I've never. I'm not any kind of Disney expert, but that. Causing me pain, and oh. it's just like, like, if you can afford a twenty thousand dollar vacation, then why don't you just go do an actual vacation? Like, <laughs> Disney's no longer a middle of the road, middle class type of vacation. It's something that costs tens of thousands of dollars. Why don't you just go? to like Europe or something for less money. It would literally yeah. cost you less to go to Europe for like way longer than that even. I suppose in a way more to do with the fact that they have a deep attachment to Disney as opposed to Europe. That's, but that's why I'm like so disgusted yeah. by it really. It's not that, I know everyone says like, oh well you couldn't afford to, to go on this Disney trip so you're just jealous. But it's like, I, what I'm, what makes me mad about it is there that the fact that hey they have no taste. Like you have all the money that you would need to take a vacation that I would be jealous of. Yeah. But instead, you spend it on lightsabers and blue milk. Like that's why I I resent it. Yeah. Like you just you tasteless, classless people. Look, I mean, on one hand, I can understand it if it's something they actually want, right? But it seems like they're like they want it. She resents but it they're herself. Also, She's like, but they're also jealous. We had a annoyed. mediocre breakfast yeah. at whatever, and um, it's like doing cost sixteen dollar popcorn. We had low quality pictures. You're complaining about it the entire time and spending gobs of money it's like doing drugs knowing it's going to be cut badly and, and you're not going to get high <laughs> yeah <laughs> i guess it would have been like me back in the day like oh, gonna have to buy a bunch of overly cut drugs and you know the my opiates aren't going to actually hit and i'm not and i'm gonna just start going through withdrawal again but i'm Look, gonna spend the money disney is the opium of the masses at this point it's uh, not religion <laughs> crazy dude i i wouldn't there are many videos like just like that going viral right now about going to disney yeah um and just like how mediocre it is for the price i mean seriously 840 dollars on lightsabers like they don't even they're not even high quality things they're just toys made of plastic yeah it's absolutely (laughs) pathetic i I mean i'm one hit like i almost feel bad for them because they're like chained to their love of disney but they don't love Disney. She clearly hates it. I don't, like maybe. I mean, is it like her kids love Disney then, and she's just doing it because the kids love it? In that case, you're not paying for the the you're not paying for the mediocre food. You're paying for your kids' memories. Uh, their memories of sitting in line for an hour and a half. But the, but your, her experience would be different than her kids, right? Like I, I'm I'm saying I don't know if this is true. I don't know if there was even kids there. Like no, if not, she so, she showed her kids. Okay, well then then the kids are having their special memories, and it will be different for them than it will be for their mom. But I don't even know. Do kids love Disney that much these days? 
I'm not a kid, so I don't know. I don't know either. I'm not a kid either. But I feel like Disney adults are more. Common I think that than... Disney is something to shield your kids from, <clears throat> exactly. not keep them enmeshed in it, so that they end up, you know, continuing this this cycle. Yeah. All right. Awful. All right, guys. I want to get started, and I do want to talk about this first because I thought this project was dead in the water. It looks like it's not. The Ta-Nehisi Coates Black Superman film is still possible, says James Gunn. And I think this is what, what, the number one takeaway that I had from this is anytime Hollywood does something right, the number one thing I always want to tell them is, look, they got lucky. They don't know what you want. They don't know what you're asking for. And if they do, they ignore it. Anytime Hollywood does something right like Joker, it's on accident. It's not because they're actually good at their job. It's, it's a mistake. I mean, I'm sorry. It's not like Joker was some kind of masterpiece. It was good. It was, I mean, but... for, the, for the period of time, they got lucky. And that's yeah. what the case is with most of this stuff. They get lucky. Remember, this is not going to be President Calvin Ellis or Val Zod from Earth 2, which are actually legitimate like ver black versions of Superman. They're just taking Clark Kent, making him black, and then using it as a parallel to racism. I love this. He said, uh, it's great. I haven't read the <laughs> script. But it's great. <laughs> But it's fantastic. If the timing is right, that could absolutely happen. Yep. They say the alien, his, the, that Superman's alien heritage is a parallel to racism. Nobody on planet Earth wants this. Are they claiming that black people are not the same species? That sounds like what he's saying. In, I'm in not a way. liking the, uh, the implication. And everyone knows that Ta-Nehisi Coates is a weird racist social justice activist that nobody likes. He ruined Captain America. Uh, it, so they're saying it would be Elseworlds like Joker because they're going to have a different Superman, hopefully played by Elliot Page. In I'm just kidding. Yeah. In uh, in um, in the in their uh, original timeline in the DC could timeline. Put Elliot Page in blackface. That they that, how about that? That would be, and then they get Robert Downey Jr. Um, as well to to take on a role of blackface in that movie. That'd be oh great. yeah. They could get ha, we could have Robert Downey Jr. Wasn't he in? Blackface before, yeah, in, in *Tropic Thunder*. So they could have him be uh, blackface that, that, Lex Luthor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. have him be blackface Lex Luthor in this movie, and it will be hilarious, and everybody will hate it because it'll Didn't be so Woody offensive. Didn't Woody Allen uh, have a blackface movie? Uh, that sounds accurate. It's like Zurich or something. Yeah. Uh, and the the thing is, is like the 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 parallel they're making here with Superman. Unfortunately, Zach, like fortunately, Zack Snyder already made this comparison, like the like the idea of Superman uh, as an immigrant. He already somewhat did this in Batman versus Superman. It, have some imagination. Yeah. Like not everything needs to connect back to your political pet issues or to the real world. Like or you to can the real just, world at all. Yes. Um, and it just makes no sense to me. And I really do believe this is the number one takeaway from this is that every time they do something right, which is like once every year and a half, uh, one of these companies does something right. And let's be fair. A lot of people have thought that James Gunn was a good person to hire. I certainly believe that Peacemaker was fine and the Suicide Squad movie that James Gunn made were good. But... Those were his directing projects, not projects of him in charge of an entire, you know, list of characters uh, or an entire universe put together. And I think the better idea 
would be to do, if they were going to do an alternate timeline Superman, would have been to adapt the Red Sun story, which is an Elseworlds Superman story where instead of crash landing in, in America, he crash lands in the Soviet Union. And then we or can have, you could do like all sorts of things. North yeah. Korea. That, that's a, well, the, the, the Red Sun was based on an actual comic, so they could actually adapt yes. that, that version of it. And I just don't think that the average person... Look, the, the fans that are actually paying attention don't want to watch something from Ta-Nehisi Coates. You know what? The Red Sun idea is really interesting. Yeah. Um, because of like the idea that Superman is the Ubermensch and like... Yeah, it, yeah. I would like to see that. There's a $20 one right there from, from Cleft the Misfit. Also, also, it's because um, Russians make great villains. Yes. Um, he said, we was Kryptons. <laughs> well, that's, that's essentially what it, what, what it will end up being. Is this the type of thing where you think that the, they will learn their lesson? Do they, they need this to fail to learn their lesson? Because there is an argument here that, look. from failures. They, they, they get they, second chances, third, fourth. These people always fail upwards. But doesn't is, matter how the, how their projects do. And what's funny about it is that it, it proves the disconnect, right? Like Joker did well, they made a sequel, but they don't know why it did well. No. They don't. They they are disconnected from the notion. Well, why would you tell them? Like if you if they asked you why the media? Well, well I, actually, I, I mean, I don't think it's just because of the movie. I think it's because of the, of the fiasco the media made out of it. The I think culture around it, the memes around it, yeah. the fact that. Uh, Honestly, that that it didn't demonize white men. Um, I mean, it's uh, it, it talks about you know the 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 displacement, you know, his uh, him feeling displaced but in it's society. Like, but it's, it's an American psycho type of thing yeah. where you're also making an indictment of the world around the villain. Yeah. And well, also and of the mental like health why, crisis. Yeah, and, why did yeah. it make him behave that way? Yeah, uh, and that was more. Uh, it was more of an adult film. I mean, it was still more of an adult film than anything you're going to get from James Gunn. True. Like, I don't buy yeah. that anything made by Ta-Nehisi Coates is going to have any type of depth to it other than surface level racism and surface level, uh, this is why this is bad. <laughs> like I said, the, the analog that Superman is an immigrant is already interesting enough. You don't need to go further than that or make it, or make it even more about a more divisive cultural issue here in America which it will be, especially by the time this movie would come out. It'll be even farther down the line, and who knows where we'll be in 2025 or 2026 when this would come out. And it's going to, first of all, it's going to put a, uh, a target on the back of whoever they cast. For some reason, I don't believe that race relations or the state of Hollywood will be any better, any better in 2026. And, and, and the other thing is, uh, a lot of, uh, there was two people making, I, I saw two people talking about, it could work if it didn't have coats involved. I, I don't think it works even without Ta-Nehisi Coates involved. If they're using, you can't if they use Clark Kent, it. if they use Clark Kent. Now, if they do Valzad or they do the Calvin Ella, the present Calvin Ella story, you could maybe make that work. I know at one point Michael B. Jordan was going to be doing an HBO Max series back when it was still HBO Max about Calvin Ellis, mm -hmm. but that that could work. I think Michael B. Jordan has a good pedigree and I think Michael B. Jordan is also somebody that everyone can like. Like, I don't think that he's somebody that people look at and, and think of as divisive in any way. He's very, very, he's kind of like Bradley Cooper in, in, a, in a weird way to me. Like I see him okay. as like, uh, he's like this, he's like this generation is like a newer Bradley Cooper. 
Okay. Does that make Why sense? Do you say that? I, I just see him as like he's inoffensive and he's good and he's a good actor and he is above ad, he's adequate or above average in all his roles that he portrays. And I see Bradley Cooper for the most part the same way. Maybe not in film selection, but in production. You know, remember Bradley Cooper's making that movie about the um, the Jewish composer, and people were mad because he was right. wearing the he was wearing the makeup. A prosthetic nose. Yeah, is the main but, thing that pissed but he was, people off. But he was producing that. I was also funny thinking about that too, because I was I was thinking about that, and I was thinking about the fact that also Ben Affleck produced Argo, where he plays a character named Tony, like Tony Mendez, and Ben Affleck doesn't exactly look like a Mendez. I mean, but it's also like getting mad at Kate Blanchett for playing a character who's a pedophile, like yeah. Well, I mean, for... Do you think that Kate Blanchett is a pedophile? No. It's, like, very disconnected from reality. I just... Uh, I don't think that this... Even if it's an Elseworlds story is a good place to start your new DC cinematic universe when you're trying to rebuild your credibility and make yourself... What they need to do, and I'm, and I'm not kidding, like... Given that the people are still talking about The Flash, but nobody's talking about The Flash. They're talking about... About They're talking Michael about everybody Keaton, but the Flash. Ezra Miller who happens to be yeah. in The Flash. And all the propaganda. They're like, oh, it's so amazing. And I'm like, meh. Like, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But I don't buy any journalist they propaganda. They must really like it if they haven't yep. put the kibosh on it They yet. need the first three movies that weren't holdovers from the previous regime need to be dynamite. Like you cannot miss on well, any of those. Happen. You cannot miss on any of those. Let's first be realistic. Three. That's not gonna happen. I'm, I'm not saying it's likely to happen or that it will. Never. Or that it won't. Honestly, I'm getting like blackpilled <laughs> about the state of. Well, there's a reason we don't talk about Hollywood DC. right now. It's just nothing is good from any yep. studio. And Everything is shit. And it, like you're bogged down in constant information, in constant information dumps from these studios and projects. First, look at this or that, yeah, and, and I like, just don't care. I don't care. It's very hard to not be jaded about. There's a reason we don't talk about DC or superheroes or anything very much. But it's like, even the non-superhero stuff. Yeah. I'm blackpilled about everything. Like yeah. every studio seems totally incapable of making yeah. something culturally relevant now. Yeah. Everything sucks. In, in, the, in the chat, superhero movies are the best movies. Says Brett. Why? Aren't they pulling from existing material? Valzad, Calvin Ellis, and Steele. Because they, I, my cynical answer is because they they believe Steele doesn't have enough pedigree with normies, and also people know Clark Kent. They don't know Valzad, and they don't know Calvin Ellis, even though Calvin Ellis is literally Cal El. Uh, they're just like you can't expect the normies to do that. Therefore, they're just going to go with Clark Kent because they know that people know who Clark Kent is, and this is a repercussion of the constant race swapping. Even when there's a non-race swapped option, they won't do it. So Yeah, but that shows what the intention behind the race swap is. Exactly. No, anyway. no, it's exactly. That's, that's exactly right. And it won't even and it won't matter because people will reject it. It's not that they want to see black Superman. It's that they want to see Clark Kent not be white anymore. That's what it is. For them, yeah. Or for the for the Hollywood for the people in charge of Hollywood. Yeah. By passing absolutely. up the option that makes yeah. it canonically make sense. I believe I believe that Tanahisi Coates wants that, absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, the producers, I, I don't know, like I, I fall on either side of the aisle depending on the day of the week. Half the time I'm like, the producers are just automaton drones that want to that theoretically want to make money. So they'll either swap it for ESG reasons or from a marketing perspective because more people know who Clark Kent is than know who Ke Calvin Ellis or Val Zod is. 
on my other days, I think it's because they just don't want to see white Clark Kent anymore. So. We got one from Perturbed Alpaca. Lunch thought. <laughs> How long until or <coughs> will Hollywood ever look to classic or current YouTube for movie material? Salad Fingers live action would be interesting. Charlie the Unicorn musicals. Oh my gosh. What do you think? Not Charlie the Unicorn, please. Salad you- Fingers, possibly. The guy uh, behind that, what is his name? It's like David something. Uh, also, the, I posted a really funny... He's clever. Um, yeah. uh, so like in 30 years, we'll have to deal with uh, Sam Hyde in like a Saw type movie. It's never going to be Sam Hyde. It'll be Sam Hyde in a Saw type movie based on uh, Fish Fish Tank. Yeah, that would be funny. It'll just be Saw. Also, I, I posted a really funny... Somebody posted an old meme from the it wasn't a, it wasn't even a meme it says like what the hell was superman doing and it was uh, an ad for supergirl and it says it was like the first time superman was going to appear on supergirl it says superman is coming in supergirl on january 5th. <laughs> and somebody goes superman's doing yeah, what now no. and then all the comments were like banjo music intensifies and uh and then what in the alabama is this and oh, no. it, like no. it's uh, yeah so uh, look, I just think that they're not going to, they're not going to learn their lesson. And if this project goes forward, they're going to lose a lot of the potential goodwill. People forgive a lot. If you make a couple good movies in a row, I, I do believe that. I do believe that for the most part, the average moviegoer, because they're People not as even going to the movies. Anymore. I mean, that's not really true. If Super Mario's making a billion dollars, like uh, people are going to the movies, it's not going to be the numbers it used to be. But that's because of uh, well, how many pile the kids in. Yeah, but what I'm saying, like, like we just the sad fact is there's more ways to watch entertainment now. So in comparison to other medium to, to the 80s, maybe people aren't going to the movies as much, but they're going about as much as you'd expect someone to go when there's YouTube streaming and all these other... I saw a really sad video of uh, people getting interviewed outside the movie theater um, for, well, which one was the... Which, which Star Wars movie was it? Must have been... 2000s or, or... In the 80s. Oh, okay, so Return of the Jedi. Yeah, Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Um... <laughs> and everyone just seemed so normal and everyone seemed so like mentally sane. Yeah. Well, it's like watching the uh, it's like watching the videos. It's like it's the 90s. You're in the mall and it's just people at the mall. It's like the it's like the video. It's like all the girls they, are like, why are you they're like, why are you here at the mall? They're like, to meet boys. They were more normal back then. I swear, like people wouldn't. I think now they're just more likely to curate content to find the not normal people because that's what people think is interesting. Really? Yeah. I think if you went up to a okay, Mary, if me and you went to a mall tomorrow and we just took and we just looked at five normal people walking around and we talked to them, I don't think they're gonna say a bunch of like what's your body count shit. Okay, I think the one gonna- okay, <laughs> yes. I but I was at the mall um over the weekend and I noticed this is like totally off uh topic, but Go for like it. I noticed that the zoomers don't really have clicks like the, the way that millennials or prior generations did. Like, they don't have visible differences, like, clicks differences. You know what I mean? Like, they don't have brand consciousness. They don't have physical characteristics that go along with groups that they belong to socially. Like, there's no goth click. There's nothing. <clears throat> there are, like, two types of Zoomer girls and two types of Zoomer guys. Yeah. So there's, like, Nike sock perm Zoomer and... Ch- chain necklace uh or like yeah like chain necklace e-boy zoomer and then the girls are like e-girl 
Zoomer girl or and uh, Lululemon Zoomer girl. Wait, what's the first type of Zoomer girl? Like an e-girl. Okay. With like split hair. She has like black on one side, red on the other side. Okay. But then the other girls. They like like anime. Yeah. But then the other Zoomers. Lululemon would have been a prep. The Lululemon. She would have been a prep back, like a a preppy girl back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. There's, but there's no other types. There's no other cliques. There's no interests. They don't have interests. It's all an amorphous Borg. And they kind of blend together. It's just, I don't know, like. Most of their social interaction is like not in real life. I think part of that is is a consequence of the internet. And it's pushed everyone into the same interests and spheres, whereas before it would have been separated. Like, Like, I was, this is a weird aside. When I found out that they don't have like a high school hockey tournament out here, that was crazy to me because I'm from Minnesota, and in Minnesota, hockey's such yeah, a, big thing. Not a big thing. And like here. the in, the internet it's has here, yeah. so the internet has made it so everything is kind of the same. Like it's all a Borg now. Yeah. And there, there's a. It's so funny that it's so weird that perm that. Nike socks and perm became like a, a thing because it used to be like that was the hair you didn't get a high and tight on, but now they do it and they look like mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Like it's like out of all the hairstyles. They look styles like a to, walking mushroom they cloud. Do. They do. And they, they look like they're about to say, what's your body count? They and do. Then, and then you're about to be like, uh, and then they're going to follow you around and be like, how would, like, how would you rate your sexual marketplace value? Like it's, yeah. Weird. What's that? Yeah. <laughs> Guys, don't go like okay, this is uh, back Sorry, on point for uh, for point. Track. If they want I do believe that the average moviegoer and the average fan, look, every time one of these boycotts happen with one of these movies and people say that they're not going to go see this or they're done with this, then one good trailer comes out and a bunch of people, I'm not saying anyone here, but a bunch of people are like I wasn't going to go see this and then I watched this trailer. Now I think I've got to. Look, people forgive very easily, and people have very, very mm-hmm. short attention spans, uh, and the memories aren't that long when it comes to media that makes them feel something. So if they can get one, two, and three of James Gunn's first movie releases, not his movies, but the ones under his tenure that are just under his tenure, meaning not Aquaman, which hasn't come out yet, not The Flash, and not... Um, is it just those two that are left? Is it just Aquaman and the Flash that are left? Blue Beetle. Blue, and Blue Beetle. Okay, so wait, Blue Beetle already came out, right? No, Blue Beetle's not out yet. So what? If, if those three, the one that came out? if those three come out, oh Shazam, Shazam came out. out. If they can get the first three after those movies to be decent films, I'm not even talking about like great. I'm saying like above average. Wait, right? When did Blue Beetle come out. If they can get those three movies. They will be on a, a good track again, but then we'll have to go see from there. So, just my thoughts. Hopefully oh, Blue Beetle is out in August. Yes. Never mind. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> Let us get started with the rest of the stuff for yes. today. So, <sighs> Matthew Lawrence, he was from Boy Meets World. He had a specific interaction with a Marvel casting couch that is not hyperbole when you really think about it, Mary. Uh, I guess so. Yeah. He went on this podcast called Brotherly Love. I love how just everyone has a podcast now. Well, that was what they would and say about us. Constant, I... yeah, but we're part of like 
the constant uh, conveyor belt of headlines. My my favorite is there's this one where it's like it's like every time there's like a, a guy who's like you got to hustle. He's like I I don't work one day uh, like I don't I just have one job every day. It's like I do three days every day. It's like f- six a.m. to noon. That's one day. Noon to and it's like he's like breaking up. Somebody goes like so it's just time management. And then it cuts to this guy. He goes another white boy with a podcast. It's, <laughs> it's a song that they play. So all right. So okay. Sorry. Yes. So, so Matthew Lawrence is now sharing his Me Too story from Marvel, where uh, he was invited up to the hotel room, folks, and we all know what that means. Never go up to the hotel room. Just don't do it. Paris Hilton knew not to do it. (coughs) Take wisdom from Paris Hilton. She She was invited personally up to Harvey Weinstein's hotel room, and she just didn't want to go. And he was was represented by the (laughs) William Morris Endeavor Agency. He said uh, that... uh, he lost his agency he went to the hotel room which i can't believe that they would send me to of a very prominent oscar award-winning director who showed up in his robe asked me to take my clothes off and said he needed to take polaroids of me he said i'm telling you right now in 20 i'm telling you right now i'm calling this in 20 years we will not we will have me too too it'll be called men too It'll be called Me Too Too Electric Boogaloo. Gay Too? And it will be, yes, and it will be all the men who have been propositioned by directors to get roles in films, and there will be another scandal of equal size. Really? Yep. I do. I believe but that will end like, up happening. It's it's not the same because women leveraged it as, like, misogyny in mm-hmm. Hollywood. Well, I mean, at, at that time, it'll just, like, the power dynamics will have shifted by that time. I think it will be a discussion people will be willing to have. It's also a unique thing that... I think females are more um, liable to do, which yep. is like leveraging that plausible deniability yep. that like, I didn't know what I was doing, but it's actually just that you miscalculated a gamble of your reckless behavior. And Brian Singer has been accused of this stuff for decades. Uh, really? X-Men director. Oh yeah. Like uh, he's in, one of those wait, names. In a gay like, way? Yes. Uh, we're talking like the, the we're talking like um, eyes wide shut parties. Uh, type level stuff. Brian Singer's been accused of this for decades and that we're talking all the way back to the early X-Men days, 2000s. He said, not a lot of guys, in my opinion, have come out and talked about this in the industry. Uh, He said he was propositioned to get a major role many times in his life. And he said men go through this as well, whether it's another woman or another man in power. I Sorry, I don't believe that female directors are doing this. <laughs> I, I mean, think our I, society is I, less I think, ready to hear that situation is going on with no. men than they are with women. We talked about this at one point, about a female director. Uh, no, yeah. Uh, Aaron yeah. Taylor Johnson's girl uh, girlfriend, who was a director, who invited him over to her house to read scripts. To read scripts. I don't buy for a second that but women... But then they ended up getting married. I think that's what it was. It was like the long game that she Okay, well then that's him. one good she's one. Just, but I'm saying you're telling me there isn't another female director. Creep. I don't think that that's a normal thing. Maybe not normal, but I bet you it's happened. I bet you it's happened. And women are the ones who like to take gambles like that, um, using sex as a bargaining chip. And then when they miscalculate and they don't get the results that they wanted out of an encounter like that, meaning you don't get the role that you wanted, that's kind of... When you, uh, you know, save that story in your pocket for a decade or so later. When the book deal comes along. When the book deal comes along, when the premenopausal symptoms set in. That's what a lot of people say. uh, They theorize that Me Too was sort of (laughs) a symptom of the fact that a lot of starlets in Hollywood reached menopausal age. 
or like premenopausal age and that kind of uniquely female hysteria set in so here are the directors uh, so let's let's go through it more it says uh should we watch the clip quick sure let's yeah. let me put it on screen here guys here's the clip remember this is matthew lawrence talking about it is it it's it's loading well, yeah. oh i hope they didn't delete it in the time that we've Ooh. been waiting for this to to post that would be stupid let's refresh and see if it comes up in places whether it's another woman or another oh. man in power yeah there's been many times in my life where i've been propositioned to get a huge role i've lost my agency because i went to the hotel room which i can't believe they would send me to of a very prominent oscar award-winning director who showed up in his robe the harvey weinstein asked me to take my clothes off and said he needed to take polaroids of me and that if i did x y and z i would be the next marvel character I didn't do that. What are, what's and X, Y, and Z? He doesn't list what X, Y, and Z are. So mm. let that be known. He doesn't list what X, My Y, and Z are. My agency fired me because I left this this director's room. So he's being he's being um, difficult is what they would say to a woman. You're being difficult to mm. work with. And I'm not, I'm not going to lie. The first thing that I thought of was when we talked about Diane Kruger. And when she felt like a piece of meat, I, these are not analogs. but that's what Imrata said. Uh, what Diane Kruger said, she felt like a piece of meat because she had to go in in full uh, garb for, from the movie Troy. I think I have that here. Yeah, right here. So she said, she talked about, I remember testing for Troy and having to go to the studio, to the studio head in costume. Kruger recalled uh, on the Wolfgang Peterson directed film. Okay. Uh, and says uh, basically that she felt like a piece of meat because they wanted her to see what she would look like in costume, which is not the same thing because they're, this is a, a film industry. You're, you have to be camera ready. They need to know what you look like in costume to know what you're going to look like on camera but it is it's at least the, i think the vibe in the room is the what same. she was bothered by yeah. yep it can be both it can be both a practical reason and excuse that it would make sense and you could see where the power would later get abused by the same person yes. using a similar line in a more nefarious purpose right um i i yeah i don't doubt that there are powerful men uh, of a homosexual persuasion in Hollywood that do similar things to other men. Um, <clears throat> we already know that Hollywood is, is far more, uh, like slants higher in LGBTQ than any other, than a lot of other industries. I think we're going to end up at a period in time where we're going to see a lot of these stories come but out. But it's, it's not going to happen though, because they still have the claim to oppression. Men, straight men never had that in Hollywood, so it was able to be weaponized against them. Me Too was able to be weaponized against them. Gay men are not going to have the same consequences for the same behavior in, in, in the direction to men because you can always... Uh, I mean, I'm sure there are other dudes the with similar experiences to Matthew Lawrence who are not going to come out and say anything because you will get called a homophobe. Well, what if it's a white director doing it to a black actor? then they can claim racism and do it. I, th I think that 20 years down the line, the world could You're going to need an out like that? The, I, I think in 20 years, the world could look very different and in that this could way. end up being... No, but I'm saying in 20 years, the world we live in will look very different and these stories will come out thirsty for new sets of, of people's struggles and horrors that they can exploit. The media will then go and push this narrative and it will be very, very uh, interesting The problem to see. is like uh, Me Too 
never had any intention of exposing the real predators in Hollywood, the yeah. ones who hurt children. Yeah. And <clears throat> this possible next iteration you're talking about isn't going to do that didn't either. This, didn't the same thing happen to Terry Crews? He, he came out and he mm. said that somebody like fondled him or like... Uh, I don't know. I didn't look it up. I, I, I remember something like this happening to Terry Crews. Uh, which is funny because I was just I was just looking at a, a fake poll this weekend. It says who should be the next Snow White, and it's like uh, Rachel Zegler, Anna De Armas, and it lists uh, Gal Gadot, and then number four is Terry Crews, and everybody voted for Terry Crews. Um, I'm sure there are a lot of a lot of male stars out there who have similar experiences of being like objectified, right? He accused Adam Vennett, a former Hollywood talent agent, of groping him at a Hollywood event. Since opening up about his assault, Cruz has been an advocate of the Me Too movement. He's also so. Brennan Fraser. Yep. Same Ad thing. Yep. Um, he got groped by the president of the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. Cleft the misfit And that says guy Cruz never faced consequences. He... Uh, Right? No, he like, did. They, he did. The, he got the biggest in trouble scandal for... that the Hollywood Foreign, Foreign Press Association went through was about race. Yeah, a race hustling scandal it had nothing to do with race. That guy got in trouble for being like uh, anti quota or something like that, or anti COVID yeah. like like well, not anti, but they just found out that the voting committee wasn't black enough. Yeah. And he never got in real trouble for groping another yeah. man. And so, and so it caused it ends up ruining Brendan Fraser's life for fifteen. Well, I, I think his wife, his ex-wife, did plenty of that on her own too, taking him for all his money. And uh -huh. <laughs> so, you know, it's it's crazy because for this, this is. And I don't think this. I would have gotten the job. Like, if I'm being honest, no. he's not a well-known actor, and Marvel is hiring a lot of bigger-name like, celebrities now. Are you mad that you got propositioned, or are you mad that you didn't get the uh, opportunity well, I think, that no, you no, wanted? No, no, I, I, I think that I think he's mad that he got propositioned because if he was mad, if he was mad that he didn't get what he wanted, he would have gone through with it. Did he specify complained. that he didn't do he's, it? Yeah, he says he didn't do it. Okay, he said that's what he didn't. I think it. also like. Another issue with this that makes it less likely what you're saying, like that men will have their own like gay too, um, is that men are a lot more assertive and individualistic and pioneering and and. Uh, I don't, dude, if they want that job, I think they the, will do a lot. We got one yep. from Gabby Hayes. Yep. Um, oh. I missed the first hour of the show because my boss was talking my ear off. Welcome back, PCC. The reason I no longer dislike Mondays. Also, yes, Terry Crews claimed sexual assault. Adam Sandler helped out or something. Uh, and then I saw Clef the Misfit in the chat say that um, that Terry Crews lied, but I, I don't know if that's true, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna speak to that. Um. Anyway, what I was saying is like. Men are far more assertive and, and far more likely to say no in a situation where they feel uncomfortable. Women are not nearly as psychologically capable of doing that. Hollywood men that are desperate for a break. The I, more woman-like they I are. I think that they will. I, I'm not saying all of them, but I'm saying that you're more likely to find a desperate man willing to True. do something for a big break than some dude on a street corner who works a regular nine to five job with a family. I think these people, they will, they, they do, they do obscene things to get the. I'm to, picturing Tyrell from Mr. Robot. So I, I just, I, I, I do think it's possible that it ends up coming out later, but uh, I mean, no comeuppance has come to, to, to um, Brian Singer, 
or any of these directors that have done it before. So I think a lot of it, I mean, maybe you're right that it just will always be swept under the rug, it's, but the world changes. It's the same way that um, we talk about like the gender pay gap, like men are more um, suited to negotiating yeah. in their own favor and advocating for themselves, even in just basic things like that. Yeah. And in a Me Too hotel room situation, they're more likely to just leave. And they also uh, have a fighting chance, I guess, supposedly against a man. Like, they do have physical strength on their side. Uh, there's a $20 one right there from James K. He said, hashtag Me Poo. I love our intellectual conversation. Yes, we do. Phil, good for you. I watched this Terminator movie this weekend because of us. Let's not take a fucking minute. Let's go again. I watched Terminator <laughs> Salvation this weekend because of that quote. I watched all one, two, three Salvation and stopped there. I, I didn't watch Genesis or any of that after that because I finished Terminator the Sarah Connor Chronicles, which I just, I loved. I just adored that show. And it's just, it's just sad to know that that era of Hollywood, which is literally a, a show of like two strong female characters and a strong, like in a mom who loves her son. Which is like, I'm watching it. I'm like, this is revelatory in how, uncommon this is now uh the yeah. son even like rebels and like he's like you just want me to like he literally gets mad at his mom because she only because she loves him so much he's like you just mad that i like somebody other than you because he's got a girlfriend now even though the apocalypse is coming and yeah one thing that that movie told me or uh, reminded me is just how uh rare like how important it is how physical physique matters because they have a bunch of these male actors who are all great actors garrett dillahunt is a great actor they have all of these actors in there to try and play terminators and just none of them are arnie they're just mm -hmm. they're not they're just never because going, they're not buff enough they're, they're because just they don't have the gravitas the gra they, they don't have his voice you know his the unique delivery of that austrian accent like they all try to do the robotic delivery and it just doesn't work when the guys do it. When Summer Glau does it in her role, it's different because she's playing a, a like a female-looking Terminator. But it's almost more. Um, it, it's, it's like it's like she's learning as she goes. Like she has a there's a trope that she that she has that comes from the movies where somebody will say something to her and then she'll repeat it back to them almost in the form of a question. Mm -hmm. And it's it's very very good. If anybody here has not seen Terminator: The Sarah Connor Chronicles, uh, and like the first two Terminator movies, go watch it. The other reason you should go watch it is now we know how much how important it is, and you you talk about this all the time. How much they love Easter eggs, and they love shoving the Easter eggs down your throat. The Easter eggs in this show are so much better than the Easter eggs in things like now. If they made that show now, every third line would be, "I'll be back." Or come with me if you want to like those lines are in there like they, she says come with me if you want to live in the pilot episode but you don't get a bunch of those like over the top lines that you would expect if they made the show now which would be just like hey remember that member Rem berry remember yeah. that yeah exactly. member berries are different than easter eggs though yes. I, so. but they both annoy me yep so he says keanu reeves would make uh, would be a great terminator he's too nice to be the terminator and i don't think he's big enough i i, I think he, i do think that the guy John wick is more like suave looking yeah like uh like he's more of a of a phantom than a terminator uh he's just a very dangerous phantom but like uh there aren't a lot of actors like it would be interesting to see somebody i guess jason momoa is a pretty i don't big want dude, more he's derivative shit yeah 
No yep. more. No more. <laughs> yep. Make something that is different but equally good. Uh, and Holy Verse says, I liked Kristana uh, Locken as the TX in the third one. She's great. Like, she's actually her. Uh, as that character is actually really good because she got really, she's like, um, she got really in shape for the role, just like, um, the lead actress did for the original movies, right? Like the, uh, what's her name? Now I can't remember off the top of my head, yeah. but like she, she did a really good job in that. So everyone should go see it. Somebody says to Tom Hanks, that would be, that would be hilarious. Did we just use all the good ideas yes up and there's we did. no more we did we used all maybe of them. we did maybe yeah. there was a finite supply of yep. stories it's crazy too because you can't write more in in terminator 2 it's it's so crazy how much bigger she like sarah connor is because she got in such good shape for the sequel like oh, like shade. well no they do a, a thing no like i just mean like buffer oh like buffer, no she okay. wasn't she was just a normal looking woman in the first yes. one but in the sequel she has her sister as her stand-in for these scenes where they split the character and you can see a a vast physical difference between her uh physical shape and her sisters because they're not like she's just in so much better shape than her sister yes linda hamilton i'm have, sorry um, it's one of those days cgi biceps yeah natalie portman yep and that would be so he says Sylvester Stallone is Terminator. I don't I, I don't really think that would work either, to be honest, because Stallone is actually more of a he's a, a genuine like he can do emotional acting more so than Arnie can. You know what's the most so. surprising part of this Matthew Lawrence story? Yeah. Is that uh Marvel stars are already so sexless to begin with. <laughs> Why would you need to uh hypothetically uh you know, take naked Polaroids of him to uh, check whether. Oh, we need to make sure you're in shape for the role. We need to make sure you're in shape. Yeah, like what's that about? Which makes no sense, anyways, because they get they, ooh, Dolph Lundgren as the Terminator. That's that would have been interesting. Um, they like they give them time to get in shape, so it really wouldn't matter as much, anyways, right? Like like they uh. Did that to Chris Pratt. Yeah, like they they get they say by this period of time you need to put on this much muscle and stuff like that. Not they kind of like getting the dumpy ones and, and like and putting making them in a shape. Yeah. yeah making a you know marketing. It's like good for marketing to like look look how buffy look is at his now. transformation. They, Don't you want to see the movie? They did that with um uh they did somebody says Hugh Jackman is not sexless. You think, I mean, but he's more, he's like, he's not even Isn't like Disney not, Marvel. Not MCU. Yeah, he's Fox Marvel. Different. So that's, that's different. That, that's a little bit different. Um, so this is The Rock is the Terminator. Now, now I'm going off. Also, like, being buff doesn't make you not sexless. Yeah. Like, look at The Rock. Yeah. <laughs> who's, who's an example of someone that you see as not sexless these days? Mm. Rami Malek. I can't think. I, I, I can't think. Like, I mean, with the movies, you'd have to, you'd have to go to the movies that they're making, like, uh, yeah. that are, that have, like, like, would you see Zendaya as a sexless actress, given Euphoria? Or, Dude, the uh, whole, that's Sydney, so funny, because, like, Sydney Sweeney's not sexless. Euphoria was literally about Zendaya having a, like, a relationship uh, like fictional relationship with this like trans girl because and as I, like a lesbian or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then everyone just made it about uh, <laughs> Sydney Sweeney stealing her brunette friend's boyfriend, which doesn't happen in real life. Sydney Sweeney might be an example she is of, the, of a sex sexy. symbol. Yeah, she 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 Who oozes played, um, the she oozes sex appeal. Who played a? Uh, it's the eyes. 
the girl in uh, Glass Onion. Um, what was her name? The girl who played um, oh, Whiskey yeah. in Glass Onion. I don't remember her name, but yeah, she's she's got it. I would say Priyanka Chopper doesn't look sexless to me, but that's just... No. Uh, and that's She's... I don't like her. She's sultry. Sometimes I just can't divorce the but like person from that's what their... She, that's what she ruins. She ruins it in, the, in, in Citadel with all the swearing, which is just so shoehorned in and over the top where I'm like, it, you're already petite and small. Like, one of the mistakes they made in that, in that movie, in that show, was like they, they had her doing a bunch of hand-to-hand combat when they could have just had her using a gun. Like, it would yeah. have looked more believable if she's just using a gun, right? And then she's, like, cussing and, and swearing to sound cool and hard. And I'm like, nobody's buying it, dude. You're, like, a petite, really hot Indian woman. You don't need to cuss like a sailor. Uh, just shoot the people and move on with your day. I really don't like the way the script writers shoehorn in, like, a lot of swearing. Yeah. It's a, in it's general. A, it's it's a millennial, corny. like... It's so corny yeah. and yep. ham-fisted and childish it's like listening to a 13 year old try to like yep. say the f word for the first time in front of his parents like i hate it yep. um well uh, i'll tell you what for for the matthew lawrence thing <clears throat> i think that marvel is uh, i don't think anything will end up coming of this uh, i do want to ask you this question though so these were the directors that they so they mentioned this was a marvel director so the directors that it could have been were taika watiti ryan coogler destin daniel cretton or sean levy my guess no, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to, um, what would the term be? I don't want to slander anyone here. Would there be any one of those that you would pick out as uh, the person that's more likely than the other? Or are we getting into libel territory there? Yeah, we are. <laughs> okay, we'll leave it alone. We will, we will not mention is, any of those names. Your voice is dying. My voice is not sounding good today. People are saying right. Henry Cavill is uh, an example of someone who's not sexless. And another person said David Arbor. Ooh, David Arbor's an interesting one. David Arbor like, has a lot of female simps. Yeah. A like lot of simps. Dad bod simps, apparently. But then again, I think these hoes will simp for anything these days. What about, I mean, Pedro Pascal has a bunch of simps. True. Like, they'll literally simp for anything. They'll simp for Jimin from BTS, and I'm just like, I, I feel like I'm not uh, the same species as these people. Um, we need to go to Super Chats. Let's do it. <laughs> We're literally over an hour <laughs> into the show. James Orenthal Wen said, Above the Law wrote only relevant black Superman. Okay. Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, also, remember, we had Idris Elba as black Superman in, in <clears throat> Hobbs and Shaw. Corn black Pop Superman. sent us some lemons. He's a bad dude. Corn Pop? He's a bad dude. Yeah. I heard that. Gravel sent us a smiley face. Thank you, Gravel. Thank you. Clef the Misfit said, did y'all see the Oscars are finally enforcing their new DEI quotas for film considerations? Gary from Nerdrotic did a full breakdown of this trash. Yeah, I knew that that was going to be, 2023 was when that was going to be implemented. Actually, I thought it was 2024 when that stuff was supposed to be implemented, but that hey, might be why a, different, wait? a different regulation. Why wait? Yeah. <laughs> Don't give them any time to adjust. It's over 9,000 said, I had a friend who had a pet bunny, but he could never let it free roam because it would always chew on cords. Well, that's why you need a backyard. I had a, I had a, a white albino bunny when I was young. They're just not the type of pet I would want. Uh, they seem extremely high maintenance and kind of aggressive. Yeah. Well, we also- <laughs> And dirty. We had, uh, my brother had a parakeet. My brother had two parakeets and, uh, and then we had the bunny and then my mom had a cat that literally tried to kill her constantly. 
felt like. Some cats just never Lawrence uh, Bud grow Melton. past their trauma. Yeah. <laughs> Old Warrior 34 said you can get infinitely higher quality lightsabers online for half the price you get them at Disney. Well, yeah, you're paying to get them there. I basically. couldn't tell she meant it was like 800 per lightsaber. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. It was a total. I have no idea. Shane H. Wilder said they spent how much on Final Cake? It is literally cheap carnival food. That's what I was saying. Like that I would get that at a state fair. What's the what's the problem here? If I'm going to pointlessly spend money, I'd rather give it to y'all. Thank you. Well, thank you. And hopefully we are hey, does that make us better than Final Cake? Do we get to have four thousand dollars an episode? That would be amazing. Forty crisis parties 40 incoming. Crisis uh also let's let's face it like i don't know if i get like if i was better than final cake that's what my twitter bio would say brett better than final cake um i mean it's it's hard to be better than funnel cake i mean i'm more of a, a mini donuts person at this at the carnival at state fair mini donuts yeah in minnesota we have mini donuts i never saw that they're amazing i like getting barbecue and um fried oreos mm. and uh, like anything, any like weird gimmicky fried food. Courier, uh, Courier 626 says PCC is my junk food. Oh. That's great. Oh. One Corn more Pop and then we'll... sent an ice cream cone. Let's, let's hold off. Chaka, chaka, chip. Let's, let's hold chaka, off and then we'll come chaka, back. Chip. Sorry. <laughs> um, so we have this story about Jeanette McCurdy and Josh Peck, and apparently they have beef, former Nickelodeon stars. So, allegedly, Jeanette McCurdy recorded a podcast episode with Josh Peck and his new co-host on the show, Good Guys, where they talked about her memoir back in August um, called I'm Glad My Mom Died, where she kind of revealed a lot of information about uh, Dan Schneider and his abuse and his weird uh, sexual coercion toward the Nickelodeon stars, but especially his weird relationship with her. Yeah. Um, and around the time of its release, she she did an interview with Josh Peck, and they were talking about their past on Nickelodeon, which sounds really interesting, and I would love to get this lost episode, but it's never going to come out. Never. Because afterwards, Jeanette McCurdy basically said, okay, don't release that. I don't want you to release that anymore. It's unclear why she said that, why she made that decision, but he has not released it. And he recently mentioned it again when he had Tana Mojo yeah. on their show. Um, this was the very first guest that they had on the show, and they had to cancel that episode. Um, let's watch that clip of them with Tana Mojo, because she wanted the dirt about Dan Schneider, and weirdly, Josh Peck was kind of guarded about it. This one, right? Mm -hmm. All right, here we go. That's book. I don't know where. Oh, and it, obviously the Dan Schneider, or alleged Dan Schneider. Like yes. those glasses. Chapters were um so crazy and it, it just They're put me and all the jamie lynn spears conspiracies and stuff like that the I conspiracy just, that dan schneider impregnated on this i don't want to i don't want really to ask you anything we'll that that so that she had to quit <laughs> no, Zoe 101, but um, that didn't happen what were your case. interactions with him like if i can ask i i am being 100 percent honest he just was a tough boss yeah but and you weren't his I type was no. a kid which is crazy yeah, yeah with it obviously i'm sure Dan schneider didn't that swing that in way. therapy you know the feelings of that's right having a fucking boss when you're a kid and the child star of it all is just crazy to me i could talk about it for hours but yeah i guess you probably lucked out but in your the regard of your interactions with him 
because see, I like you're... what you just said. Because this podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. We actually spoke about it a little during the Jeanette podcast that never aired and will never see the light of day. But it... <laughs> yeah. 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 So then in the the video below this one, they talk more about that. Okay, here we go. I read Jeanette McCurdy's book. Um, I thought it was an amazing book. So did we, despite what Jeanette says. What did, <laughs> oh, does she think? She, oh, she, Mr. She was our first Mr. Good ever Guy guest. over here. Really? Like the day that she Ironic released her name. book. Mm-hmm. Like she was becoming it. She came on. It was an amazing get for us. We were truly good guys. Unbelievable interview. Spoke about I'm everything nice that she guy. wanted to. Nothing I'm a male she didn't feminist. As you say, that's almost as scary I'm as I'm a victim saying, ally. That's almost as, as sus as I'm a, I'm a male feminist. Yeah. Told us not to run it. We've spoken about this endlessly. We've spoken about this endlessly. But but I, so there is an, an unreleased episode of our podcast. The two of us and Jeanette. Well, that must be so. It's available below on Patreon for five ninety nine. Oh no, I'm oh. just kidding. Um, oh no, that's our first OnlyFans, Josh. That's oh. I, I was gonna say that, and then I didn't know if I should. I, I don't think Jeanette McCurdy wanted to be in that sentence coming out of Tana Mojo's mouth, but you can, said I, it. Um, can, can I? Can I, I? There is a small update because you're right. We have talked about this endlessly. That happened yesterday. Yeah. So us Ooh. being the good guys, we are. Seriously. I really don't like that. Them I know they're trying to say it in a self-aware say, way, but at the same time, no they're problem. doing we'll what it. nice guys do. Yeah. Do you want to come back on? I'm such a, like, here. It's oh, like, my gosh. I can't I'm believe, saying it ironically. I can't believe he would treat you that But way. I really am a nice guy. So, <laughs> four or five months later, you know, we got you. We got, <laughs> we got H. Duff. I'm like, we're killing it. Mm. Let me check in. Mm. She Kill dogs. <laughs> I wrote, all I wrote to Jeanette after Check six your drinks, was, ladies. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Her laugh is amazing. That's awful. Oh, that's tough. I got a green bubble. Am I blocked? Yeah, I, so Jeanette basically ghosted Josh yeah. Peck after they recorded that episode. And then he texted her again recently, just hi, didn't get a reply, but it seems like he got blocked. Seems yeah. like she blocked his number. What could he have possibly said or done that prompted such a response um, other than just be a nice guy and a male feminist ally? Oh, well, you know what? There's nothing There's <laughs> nothing at all suspicious about male feminists. We know this. Um, and if there's any Me Too victim I sympathize with, it's the child stars, the yeah. former child stars, because they have a legitimate claim. And um, Dan Schneider has a known reputation and it took him so long to get cast out of the fold yeah. because he is, I mean, honestly, let's, let's be real. Like Dan Schneider was the genius behind Nickelodeon's best shows. And now that he's not there, it's 
the, the quality has gone down. Unfortunately, there are a lot of creeps that create um, really successful companies and products. But um, now that we know more about Dan Schneider and Jeanette McCurdy's experiences with him, um, I mean, we don't know for sure because she referred to him as the creator, but let's be real. That's who it was. It's weird too because like the whole, wouldn't the whole point of the podcast be to release that type of episode that's actually going to get you to pertinent information? Well, sh yeah, yeah, yeah. So he insists that when they had her on their on their show, she was not pressured to talk about anything she didn't want to talk about. But she just decided she after the fact by choice and they were friendly and they both I'm sure had a lot of things to air out yeah. and things that they kept close to their chests. But um, now it, it, she, she immediately said, like, don't put this out there. So, and, and he didn't credit to him, I guess. I she was paid for her appearance. But um, people are getting mad at Josh Peck now because he's saying uh, she owes us after they scrapped that episode. Yeah. As if she owes you airing out her personal like childhood trauma yep. like trauma is um trauma is is marketed and commodified already too much but mary he's a we good don't guy need any he more said of so it. he yeah. said so he's a the, good guy it's weird you would name the podcast the good guys podcast and then literally be the not good guys the the stereotypical nice guy ally. I'm telling you, check those drinks, ladies. If those guys are in the room, you should not like be alone with. No, <laughs> literally. Um, he just seems like kind of a jerk and not sympathetic. Oh, I guarantee. Uh, I guarantee you, just by watching that clip, that when that dude blows up at people, it's vile. Like, yeah, I don't like vile. his mannerisms. Like he's not. I, 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 having not knowing a thing about him, but that type of person, when they go out of their way to be, uh, to sound like the nice guy, or to sound like they're they're somehow above how other people, uh, regular people behave, I guarantee you, behind the scenes, there's uh, there's bad stuff. Not like criminal stuff, but it's like he's not. Nobody's that nice yeah. all the time, right? Um, like someone said. Josh, because nothing screams friendship like discussing your friend's traumatic experience on a public platform without their consent. Yep. Um, that's trauma coins, ladies and gentlemen, cashing in their, your trauma coins. But it's somebody else. Yeah, it's it's somebody else's experience. If she didn't want you to put out the episode, I guess tough luck. But yep. like, um, it's not like she she was obligated to give you content. Yeah. You know, I thought that that was supposed would, to be like world friends. It would also be interesting to to discuss or to know whether they discussed beforehand whether that topic was going to come up. I mean, obviously, it was around the release of her memoir. Yeah. And her memoir goes into extreme detail, not only about her relationship with her mom, which was horrible. Horrible. Sounds awful. Yeah. Which we talked about at the time. Yeah. But about Dan Schneider. So I would expect that's on the table for discussion. And she... um. She talked about a lot of those things in other interviews, but I think Josh Peck just was not sympathetic, and I think it's mainly because being a former child star comes with a lot of like narcissism and uh, 
to be fair, that's like, I, I'm sure that's a very hard habit to break after you're treated like the world revolves around you True. for a period of time when you're younger and then to get away from that when suddenly you're not the most important <sighs> you thing know, in the world. Another thing that sucks about this is it's just another podcast of a former child star talking about their shows that they were on at Disney or Nick Look, like, or whatever. Look, I can't blame these people for, for finding a, a revenue stream. It's for... interesting at all. And then you bring someone on who is interesting um, only because of their negative experiences yeah. that they have to talk about. And uh, you're mad at them because you can't grift off of their trauma. I mean, I've heard people say that the Smallville podcast is really, really good. Like the the one where they talk about episodes of okay. Smallville, like the Michael Rosenbaum one or whatever, like that his I mean that's not the, like his podcast I is mean, like uh, Inside of You, which is like the worst name for a podcast ever. I hate that. Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> it's awful. But uh, like you know, like it's it's funny too because I actually find it more interesting to hear people that weren't involved. Like my favorite X Files podcasts aren't wouldn't be ones from the actors. It's ones when normal people discuss what the show meant to them or review the show in an unbiased way because they weren't there, they weren't on set. Like, I almost find, like, those types of um, rehashes or, like, uh, a celebrity... Like, I'm not going to expect David Duchovny to remember something special from every single episode that he filmed. I can barely remember what I said on Friday, like, on this on this podcast. Like... Uh, I would rather hear uh, a normie's perspective or like a fan's perspective from somebody who's different than me. Like uh, th those are the podcasts that I like for the TV shows that I like. Just normal people reviewing a show they love. Mm -hmm. I don't really. I, I I get that, and those those podcasts, even when it's from like someone who's not one of the stars, mm -hmm. they get pretty popular. Yeah, like they like if if my my dream podcast outside of doing this would be something where I got to review old TV shows, but it just would never work because once like the audiences never carry over to multiple shows to hold People your make audience. Just Star Wars podcast yeah. or just X -Files. Walking Dead. Just uh, just like, X-Files just all of those. Yeah, so so for me But the the thing where it's like mm. I'm a former child star and we're making a podcast where we give you all the dirt mm. on what really happened and uh, they don't end up revealing anything interesting and they're just grifting off of it. Uh, there's just such an oversaturation of that type of content right now. And it's and, it, and they always go back and like retroactively wokeify everything. I've too. also heard that um, jo uh, John Bernthal's podcast is pretty good. He's got a podcast of his own. Yeah, he interviewed Shia LaBeouf yeah. on it. Yeah. Um, and what was that? Like, that was back in August when he did that talking about the abuse scandals and stuff that he had yep. prior to um, announcing the Padre Pio Dreaminology thing. says Brett Buffy the Vampire Slayer podcast uh, actually my dream podcast would be actually you know what I've got one it wouldn't be one about a specific show it would be just a podcast about the USA Network from 2007 from 2007 to did you ever find merch no, USA there Network. was no shirts that were just USA Network shirts. I don't know shirts. why this episode is just like the most harebrained one we've had in a while. I like it. It's, like, it's fine. It's, uh, it's a vibe. I don't need it to be... Um, we're hanging out. Yes. I, I don't need it to be so rigidly on point. Like one thing that I realize like when I'm going through and editing, as much as I try to not have to hear myself talk because I hate the sound of my own voice, is like I'll, I'll hear myself talking and then I'll be like... Why? Breathe, Brett. I'll be like, why didn't I bring this up? 
Yeah. Because I, I stay too rigid. I, I end up staying too rigidly on point. So, yeah. That's okay. So, yeah, like, I, I she doesn't owe him anything. No. Like, uh, outside of the idea that maybe, like, she got paid an appearance fee. Probably not. But probably it, not. Because the pretense about it is, <laughs> we're good friends. You're coming on I'm my just... podcast because we're friends and you're doing me a favor because we're friends. Yeah, but let's let's. But they're not story. actually friends. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, that's the same way that he got, um, what's her face? Oh my gosh. The iCarly girl. Miranda Cosgrove. Yeah. That's the same way that he got Miranda Cosgrove on his YouTube channel. They were not friends. They were not in contact at all. Um, but they, if you but can you get can people to harass people. someone online enough, then she'll do it for for because they think it's good for. Well, they think also yeah, they think it's good, it's good for, for their visibility. Visibility too to, to do that. So, but I, it's just like that. None of these people are friends. It's all fake. It's all astroturfed bullshit. Like it's just like any like david dobrik like any of the people in david dobrik's vlogs they're not really friends hey, in fact they kind of hate each other hey kim 0012 says etsy has a usa network t-shirt uh just check for you really uh, going to check later that is for sure okay i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to double check later and see if i can buy that uh in an xl it's gonna be amazing um, also, I do want to give a shout out to the, I, I'm always referencing the chat. I do want to give a shout out to the Discord. Hello, guys and girls and gals. Uh, I hope everyone is doing well. Somebody says, uh, I'm glad Brit is back and sounding less sick. Well, that's that didn't last. Less sick, long. but still uh, noticeably sick. Yes. So, look, I, 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 it is a weird world, right, where it's all in the, it's all part of the attention economy. So you can make the argument maybe more that, like, Somebody might be your friend if they just hop on for like a Zoom call podcast with you because they're your friend. Mm -hmm. But if they're like flying out to do that, like I, I don't know if that's something you just do for a buddy. I think that's something you're doing because there's like there's a reason. I mean, to it was do a book it. tour. It, yeah, it was, a book it was press press for thing. for something that you're doing. But again, like she was doing him more of a favor than the other way around. Yeah. Uh, they, they said it's a huge get for a show. Yeah. And uh, another thing is like. Josh Peck doesn't seem to care about any of the consequences that followed for other people at, who, who formerly had to deal with Dan Schneider. He's saying, like, how could you just say he was a tough boss and just kind of leave it at that with no statement? Like, he was a tough Libel. boss. I didn't really experience this or that with him, but I heard other people say this or that, and I really sympathize with them if that's true or whatever. Like, it's not liable to just say, like... Look, if that happened, that's awful. Yeah, like, yeah. he's just like, oh, he was just a tough boss. Like, it really underplays it massively. Yeah. And the associating with Drake Bell after Drake Bell has had his own Child insane problem, yeah. allegations. Uh, he just seems like kind of a, a POS. I'm telling you, those that guy's private messages are probably things to behold. Uh, and those like there, there's going to be a Steven Crowder level video someday of him being awful to people, and uh, and that mm -hmm. will prove to that. It's like that's just that's the vibe I got off that dude. Just mm -hmm. me. Uh, I didn't watch, like, it's funny, too, because all of these shows are so far after my time, but it's just the the story of how they behave in Hollywood is a, is classic, and it never changes. Like, mm -hmm. I don't buy for a second that things are any different now. I don't. No. Especially not after I saw that story the other day about apparently the girl from the cheer squad 
uh, and the teacher from Navarro uh, telling the girl to like supposedly oh. not necessarily proven that like uh, if you don't report if you if you choose not to report this I'll make sure you can cheer anywhere you want. It's like people don't change. Yeah, like society can pretend people change. I don't know where this this delusion came from that we can just progress past people in power being corrupt never gonna never happen, gonna happen. Never it's a pipe dream happen. you Not can't progress past awful behavior brokenness in society well in, in like i mean is that why they rail so hard against the concept of power dynamics right like the idea that we but, but then they start the, now they want to go into a powerless you know into a classless society which isn't realistic and it's never going to happen in these places no in the, in these industries like this so yeah. all right we got some super chats there Spaghetti Warrior 66 said, Mary, you should do a video or article about these two types of Zoomers you were talking about with visual references. Would be interesting. I like it. Yeah. I like that idea. I'll think about, about doing that. I, with like a picture of like the... Because I love psychoanalyzing people. <laughs> the silhouette of uh, like the guy with the hair and the... Yeah. Guess like, who this is. Yeah, the socks. <laughs> Every Zoomer you know. Exactly. Um, it's over 9,000 said here's an idea a slapstick comedy where the CIA <laughs> tries to murder Clark Kent by making it look like an accident not because they know he's Superman but because he's too good of a journalist <laughs> oh my god that's amazing uh, like they, they're like Mr. Kent we're gonna need you to report some fake news he's like I'm not gonna ever produce any I want, fake news I want yeah an Elseworlds story where Clark Kent works at the failing New York Times mm. <laughs> The New York lies. Dude, like, that's that's fantastic. We need to do that. Mm -hmm. Hiroshima Ar Otaru said, Gunn doesn't have the sincerity to do Superman. Yeah, he doesn't. Uh, I, I think he captures some sincerity, but it's always done through a sarcastic lens. He finds sincerity in sarcasm. Guardians of the Galaxy? Uh, or... Uh, the Suicide Squad, right? So I don't think that the type of sincerity he's capable of works with Superman. No. Corn Pop sent uh, another lemon sticker. Is that what it is? I guess. I can't tell. Yeah, they're I'm lemons. Here. Thank okay. you. Nerdy Film Girl said, I like your name. Yep. Said, how do you guys feel about the writer's strike? My apologies if you already discussed it. Is that underway already? Uh, to, or is that tomorrow, just still... I believe. Uh, okay. I believe that would, that would be tomorrow. It's interesting because the 2007-2008 writer's strike was now, what? That's over a decade ago. It's 15 years ago now. And it's, it's the landscape of the industry is vastly different because of how streaming has changed how we produce entertainment. So there's an argument to be made that maybe contract negotiations make sense, but I do think a lot of these writers aren't good enough to to argue for more money anyways. No. And I'm not going They're to They're already be... massively overpaid. Yeah. This is just like the uh I know Megan Trainer got in, in trouble for saying F teachers <laughs> the other week, but F writers. Teachers are not underpaid because the output of the students keeps getting lower and lower. The their abilities keep getting lower and lower. Their behavior gets that's gets worse and worse. Yeah, I'm not saying teachers are solely to blame. Obviously, parents are to, are partly to blame. But it's like 
what what good are you really doing society in a public school? I would like the writers to give me five years of good writing before they come There's to the no, table. Yeah, the, the good writers are already getting paid insane amounts of money. Yep. The bad writers are already getting paid insane amounts of money and they rely on AI. <laughs> That's, so, uh, oh man, it's, it's so funny it's too bullshit. because um, <clears throat> when I was looking for a car this weekend, I was like setting prompts for, for cars, for car information to, to chat GBT. You know, just researching. Yes. It's uh, chat GBT, man. It's going to. I don't uh, like it. I, I'm telling you, I mentioned demonic to me. I mentioned on IRL how disheartening it was when I started writing articles for the website, and Chris was like, "Here, let's pl plug it, your topic into ChatGBT," and it found, like it wrote like he said, write an article about this topic, and it caught like three examples that I would have liked to have had for my article, and I'm like, "Have you done any more on no, that?" Just the the two I've done so far, but. Like when he mentioned that and I was like, and then like it had a couple examples of things I would have liked to have included in my article. I'm like, oh, well, yeah, fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> One more and then we will move on. Clef and uh, thank you. Nerdy film girl. That is an amazing username. Yes. Clef the Misfit said the Ned's declassified podcast is pretty wholesome. No trauma dumping, just old co-stars reminiscing positively about their childhoods on a silly show. We, like they should just you know what they should do. They should just bottle them all into one podcast called Trauma Dump. And mm -hmm. it can just be a podcast where child stars go to air out all of the dirty laundry. I just I mean, if there's any dirty laundry to air, they have actually real and has consequences for people who are still in the industry, feel free to air it. But it's just always like, I don't know, uh, baiting people. Ned's Declassified rocked, though. That was a great show. Um, and they seem like they're some of the more normal people to come out of that machine yeah. of Nickelodeon um, compared to others. All right. You know what, Mary? Let's move on and let's talk about the Met Gala. And yes. the White House Correspondence Dinner. We asked a very important question, you guys. I asked you in the chat, what is scarier? Lizzo hungry at the Met Gala or Julia Fox in white face, in white paint, face paint with Chuck Schumer with ch looking at you menacingly at the White House Correspondence Dinner? <coughs> um, yeah, so you know how we say that people in Hollywood are overgrown theater kids and art nerds, and now they're still reliving high school all the time just uh, on the world stage? Yep. Well, the White House Correspondence Dinner and the Met Gala are sort of like their uh, pay-to-play prom that they go to. <laughs> That's so depressing. For like... Uh, the Met Gala tickets are like $50,000 each. Buying a table at the Met Gala is $300,000 minimum. Well, here is the headline. It says, well, that's awkward. Lizzo arrives at Anna Wintour's pre-Met Gala dinner party after slamming the lack of food and stingy liquor at the end. Not enough hors d'oeuvres. Not enough. Says Lizzo. Order. Like, I Maybe that was the point. Mm? The fashion world, people don't eat much. Yeah. No, yeah. Nothing changed there. Yep. Um, I like how they yeah, referred to her Lizzo, comments as cheeky. Lizzo says just not enough food there. She was on Instagram Live. She said, there's a long effing line. I'm taking the glamour away from it, but it's true. You've got to wait. So you're waiting, and that's the hardest part. I was sweating in a big-ass coat. My feet were hurting. You know, it sounds painful I to live like this. A, I can think of a way that you could stop I, the feet from I can hurting. think of some... 
reasons that you might be sweating and in pain. Um, she said they don't have chairs, no cocktails. I was like, beep, can we get some chairs or some drinks or some hors d'oeuvres? Sorry, not today. If they you want to be beautiful at any size, you can be beautiful at any size on your feet. They were stingy with the liquor that night. He was like, red or white wine. Um, is that a problem? They were offering wine? Um, no, no hard liquor. She wanted liquor. tequila. Yeah, say no hard liquor. <laughs> Do you know how many hours I've been in this corset? How long I've been in these damn Why does shoes? she need to wear a corset if she's beautiful at any size? Why would she want to hide it? I don't know what the corset <laughs> is supposed to be doing. But anyway, <laughs> she said, uh, despite her grievances, she admitted she had a wonderful time at the event. She said... This is like prom for celebrities. My prom effing sucked. Now I feel like the Grammys and the Met Ball, they're like my prom. They're openly admitting it. They're, like, they're openly admitting that they're trying to recreate high school in their lives. Like, I mean, grow up. I would have said she got shoved into lockers, but I don't really buy that as possible. So I, I'm guessing that it was something else happened to her. Yeah. Um, um... I can only imagine. I'm allowed to make fun of her because I'm chubby, so it's fine. And then we have this article from Jezebel about the White House Correspondents' Dinner uh, that happened yesterday. <clears throat> they had a weird lineup of a bunch of celebrities because I, I guess the Biden administration is really trying to connect with the culture right I'm now. I'm telling you right now, people can make fun of it all they want, but Biden knows exactly what he needs to do when it comes to getting approval from these people who everyone thinks are like oh nobody cares about these people yeah they do there are millions of weirdos who care what Chrissy Teigen is do doing mm -hmm. I'm sorry there are these people matter whether yeah, we like Chrissy it or Teigen not Chrissy Teigen was there with John Legend Julia Fox was there Brittany Griner was there Lisa Vanderpump as well let's, um, let's look at some of these photos yeah let's uh, go through this this horror show alright so let's start this over Start slideshow. Uh, that is who is that? I don't even know who that is. I thought that that's the press secretary. Is that the, is that yeah. uh, what's her name? Yeah. Uh, and then that is uh, Cory Booker's ex. Why? What the actress? Like, the uh, actress is that, that he oh was with. Oh my gosh, that's uh, that's um, that's a horrible dress. That's a. I forget what her name was, but he, he was like dating that actress, Rosario Dawson. Yeah, wow, yeah, okay. yeah. They broke up. Um, Wall Street Journal reporter Vivian Salama. Salama. Okay. Jay Smith Cameron. This Winnie model Harlow. I don't know. I don't know who. Ligo. She's she like, she's a model that basically okay. is like used for woke diversity shoots. I've never heard of her. Yeah. Rebecca Romaine. Okay. Rebecca Rebecca Romaine could have been a good Terminator back in the day. She's tall. Think? Yeah, she, she's she doesn't tall. look very tall here. At least I always thought she was. Maybe, maybe, maybe she was just really... Sh maybe the other people she's just acting with in the librarians were just really short. Um, and that is uh, Brittany, yeah, and, Brittany oh, so it's and... His parents. Her parents. Oh, that's Brittany no. Griner. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. That's Brittany Griner. Okay. A female. Yes. Brett. And there's Julia Fox. Insane. I don't know what's scarier. That it's, or Lizzo. It, it just does Joe Biden know who Julia Fox is? That is a very good question. No, Joe Biden's uh, like entertainment uh, person in charge of, his, of knowing what entertainment is knows who, uh, who Julia Fox is. But I'm telling you right now, they know full well that these people matter. John Fetterman was there with yeah. sneakers and a tie and blazer. Angelica Ross, 
John Fetterman and Giselle Fetterman. She's just like, oh my goodness, I thought I was going to take your seat. Mm-hmm. They had the, the SAG president. Yep, Fran Drescher. There she is. She's like, why didn't you cancel Did those she talk COVID? about vaccines? Yeah, vaccines. Sonny Austin. But the picture of Julia Fox in the face paint with Chuck Schumer is just giving Hunger Games elites in the capital. Yes. The so hard. Send the kids out to die for they our entertainment. evil. Wait, no. Yep. Go to the tweet uh, that I sent you of her, her with Chuck Schumer. Ah! They look evil. Look at his face. Like, she's just trying to be... Yeah, they're, the, they're the capital. They want your kids to be sent out to the woods to to fight to die. To Literally, fight for their lives. Yep. and they know they know how they look. Rebecca Romaine is five eleven. Such a bad look for like if this is the way that that the Biden admin is like trying to connect to the culture. They do though. That's the problem. We're just such an unserious country. What the fuck is this? Yep. Sorry, for, for Rebecca Romaine just is pisses 5 me off. Like, what is going on? They're like just remember these constant the, stream of celebrities going in and out of the White House at all times for photo ops, dubious reasons yeah. for photo ops, basically well, because they know what like, is this doing in the, the worst. In, in the worst part is these are the people saying the adults are back in charge. <sighs> the adults are back in at charge. nerd prom at nerd prom. Somebody says, is she doing the crow? These are just extended adolescents. No, it's worse. It's 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 useful idiots. It's people used to distract and, the public. Uh, for, like maybe that's what they think of you. You yeah. know, like as as an American, that's what they think is impressive to you. And they also think that these are the people that like they they are kind of. It's an indictment on our culture to not realize that this is bad. To not real like not us, but the average American who doesn't realize this is like maybe this is the first thing that I noticed. Like when I became semi politically aware, was I was like, why is Barack Obama on TV all the time? Doesn't he have work to do? Like why is he always on these late night shows? Because Shouldn't he be working? Politics is show business yeah. for ugly people, and show business is politics for hot people. Well, they're both stupid. For dumb people. They're, they're both stupid. Um, and then on the Met Gala, we have continued um, hand-wringing over Carl Lagerfeld's problematic past. The theme this year, it by the way, is <laughs> happening tonight, so I guess there are going to be a lot of people live-tweeting it. Um, but the theme for this year's Met Gala is Carl Lagerfeld's legacy. He's a designer who um, died in 2019 of cancer, but he is mostly, I guess, known now for saying offensive things about Me Too and body positivity. Um, this this article from the Washington Post cites his interview in 2018 with Numera where he said he was fed up with the Me Too movement. He said, what shocks me most in all of this are the starlets who have taken 20 years to remember what happened, not to mention the fact that there are no prosecution witnesses. He also said um, that measures to ensure model safety on sets are ridiculous he said if you don't want your pants pulled about don't become a model join a nunnery there will always be a place for you in the convent they're recruiting even <laughs> he also as is fitting for the fashion industry spoke ill of the push for plus size inclusivity in modeling he said uh, that Adele is a little too fat. 
He said no one wants to see plus-size models in a different interview. Quote, you've got fat mothers with their bags of chips sitting in front of the television and saying that thin models are ugly. No one's saying thin models are ugly. They're saying that thin models present an unattainable beauty standard. Which is weird because we all know that thin models are not the beauty standard because they're not sexy. And and Lydia was um and Lydia was posted something about like uh, normalizing various men's body types, like a, like an article where it was showing a bunch of men in different bodies. I'm like, no, Stop. I want to feel shame. Stop normalizing things and start stigmatizing. Yeah, I'm like I'm like literally, I don't want to watch TV and see a bunch of people that look average or below average like me. I want to see men and women that look like the height of physical beauty and attraction. I don't need to see people that look like my ugly ass. Mm -hmm. I want to see people that are above average. Please stop doing this and stop letting our society fall so far. He also had a uh, criticism of open borders for Germany. Um bringing in Syrian refugees. He said, one cannot, even if there are decades between them, kill millions of Jews so you can bring <laughs> millions of their worst enemies in their place. He, he's referring to Syrians. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> he made a joke about the Holocaust, which I cannot repeat here. But look, Kanye has done the same thing and he's not invited to the Met Gala. So why are they honoring his legacy now? Yeah. Why are they honoring Karl Lagerfeld's legacy it's just because they are selective enforcers mm. of these woke sensitivities. Mm. When it comes to the people that they are loyal to, they will excuse, overlook, or brush anything under the rug. But if it's somebody that they were looking for an excuse to oust anyway, like Kanye West, yeah. that person is out instantly. You will not see Kanye at the Met Gala ever again. And it's for this reason, even though he is still a major player in the art world, in the fashion world, he's made similarly polarizing comments to Karl Lagerfeld. Yeah. You're not going to see him there. Nope. Uh, you're not going to see him given the same grace or excuses or it was a different time when he was coming up in the industry. No, no. And uh, there are other people that are excused for their behavior in the same industry like Alexander Wang, who has gotten multiple r-word allegations uh and i was just looking into this earlier john galliano made public profession of his love for hitler and is still welcomed back into these into this industry what still on fuck? anna wintour's good list still like so he, yes he lost his job as the creative director of dior for saying yeah. this but uh <laughs> he he literally praised hitler publicly Claimed that he didn't remember any of it because he was what? on sleeping I never, pills. I never, well, I'll be fair <laughs> to him right there. You take two, if you take an Ambien and stay up, that will fuck you up so Have badly. Have you ever endorsed Adolf Hitler while you were on Ambien? No, but I, I, I did. I feel like you wouldn't say something that. I did call a friend and gave like a 32 minute uh, speech about how I solved the world. And he called me the next day. To tell me about it, I had no recollection of that whatsoever. And I would routinely solved the world. The world yes, okay. and I would routinely wake up <laughs> from. I would be at my mom's place, and I would wake up at my dad's house with fast food cups, not knowing how I got yeah. there. Yeah, back in the like, that too. not not good, not good. But the things like most of the things that they cited here that Karl Lagerfeld said that are so offensive, I honestly think resonate with people as kind of common sense takes that you're not allowed to have mm -hmm. anymore, and. uh 
I think once somebody is dead, just let them rest. Stop rehashing all of this stuff. You can't cancel someone in their when they're dead not really possible anymore they don't care yeah not really <laughs> they don't possible care anymore. anymore so uh i just think it's very tasteless to do that type of stuff also blake lively isn't going to the met gala this year which means why should any of us even care <laughs> well, she was the only one that had any good <clears throat> outfits well you none know. of them follow the themes it's just it's it's nerd prom that's what it is it's prom for overgrown theater kids it's just weird because then you see the people on twitter who are like this look is everything and i'm like <clears throat> maybe it's weird because we talk about this stuff every day so maybe we maybe we would be happier if we if we actually like these people but we don't like these people also jonathan majors isn't going but we know why that <clears throat> well he can't because he's I got just, uh... the selective enforcement and the double talk and the, the canceling one person for the same crime that another person is excused of it, it really bothers me because I'm so, I'm so like, I, I have my, my morals and I, I moralize and I have my principles that I think they need to be enforced on, on everybody. Everybody has to be held to the same rules or the rules don't matter. Mm -hmm. And that's the way that Hollywood operates is like, if you're in the in group, it doesn't matter what you do or who you are behind closed doors. People will rub shoulders with you if it benefits them for power. Unfortunately, that's society as yeah. a whole, right? That's never but it's, going to change. But this is an extreme. I, I think that uh, I think it's an extreme example of just society as a whole and that in-groups, friend groups, and interpersonal relationships are never as simple as the morals or the as, as our morals or the rules we would hope to be enforced will ever allow them to be because human beings are unpredictable. Mm -hmm. So... It's, um, it's why a lot of these things are, it's ridiculous when people talk about how they want to structure society around, uh, around like a classless society, right? I'm like, it's never going to happen, dude. Yeah. Like people are too unpredictable and too self-centered, whether you believe it or not, it's the human condition to be self-centered. And if the average person needs to pretend that some guy didn't, uh, praise Hitler to get his to get his career ahead he's gonna do that because he wants what's best for him not because he likes Hitler but because he likes himself true true so you're uh, right there these these to me it's the hunger games of it all it's the it, it's the very clear it, it, in a lot of ways it's the op it, it's like a weird it's the opposite of it's kind of bread and circuses in a way right like we're allowed to watch from the outskirts of this and you're allowed to watch these people as they Prance. They bask in yeah. the feeling that they are yep. in a superior, like, overlord class. That's why they love looking non-human, shaving their eyebrows off, covering themselves in grease paint, yep. you know, uh, getting in these, these weird contraptions and corsets. And, Where was Sam Smith? Uh, yeah, why isn't Sam Smith invited to the Met Gala? I have no idea. Maybe he was. Maybe he was there. No, I, I looked at the rumored list. I don't think he's going to be there. Um, they're supposedly becoming more of an exclusive thing this year. And yes, Dustin is right. Let them eat cake. That's yes. that's basically what all of this is. Lizzo is like, let me eat, please. <laughs> Lizzo, <laughs> please. Where is the cake? Oh man, man, that was a that was low hanging something. It wasn't. She's not eating fruit, but it's low hanging something to make that joke. That yeah. was that was fantastic. <laughs> all right, uh, let's we go to more. super chat. We got a couple of super chats there. Uh, High Voltage 75 <laughs> said, not that I'm not enjoying the two-person vibe, but where's our marketing man extraordinaire? 
Uh, Dane is extremely busy these days. Uh, yeah. Dane and Hannah Claire are both extremely busy these days. And you know what, guys? We are here no matter what. We would never cancel a show. Therefore, you get two-person shows. Yeah. Yep. I, you're just going to be seeing less of the guests yep. from this point forward. It's a fine evolution, this show. I'm fine with it. And uh, hopefully Wednesday. we enjoy doing two person shows. It's, well, like a lot of times it's hard because like uh, like we have to remember that not everybody pays as close attention to this stuff. So it's like very like on Friday, True. like we're talking to decoy voice and it's like I know that he's not going to care about some of these things at the beginning. It's, it's interesting to him, but he's not going to have the same background you know background of knowledge that we do about some of this stuff so it kind of puts them in an awkward position because you're just kind of springing this when stuff it's on them. somebody who works here who just yeah uh, giving us their time on the show out of a favor to us they don't often have the time to look into the topics and um it's a pretty big commitment to exactly once Good, a like week. most of the the people who who do this show uh, who help us they're helping us out also, they're literally they're literally taking time out of their day to help us also, I think that when we have guests, I want it to be more of a special thing yep. because we're inviting them from outside of the company if we're mm. just specifically hear their thoughts and perspectives. Yes. Rhaegar Targaryen said, a finer point on people don't change would be no man can rise above his own worldview. I can't claim that quote that belongs to Steve Deese. Do you believe that? Do you believe that no man, ri uh, no man can rise above his own worldview? Oh, he also said it's far more likely that Cory Booker is gay. Very, uh, uh, could be. <laughs> well, not really sure. I, I think you'd have to contextualize that quote. I yeah, know. okay, okay let, let, me, let me address that first because you say people don't change. Look, I am not the person that I was in, in the early 2010s, right? Like the person I was in the early 2010s was a disgusting failure of a person wow. in a lot of ways. Uh, that I wouldn't want the world to see anymore. And I would like to think that I was able to rise above who that person was. In a lot of ways, I would say that I was uh, nihil even more nihilistic, like in a lot of ways, because I didn't care because I was so out of it and I had given up. So did I not rise above that? Or is the idea that that wasn't necessarily my worldview? It was just I was a victim of the circumstances I had put myself in. Therefore, my worldview at the time was informed by those circumstances. I'd like to think that people can change. I'm not sure what it though implies. I will agree that changing your perspectives on the world, apart from something like physical addiction, like changing your, your beliefs in the world because you genuinely want to change them isn't always easy. Changing your worldview is possible, but I've never, <clears throat> to be honest, I've never done it and I don't understand the experience of someone who can. Like, I've always just had the beliefs ingrained in me that I have today. I think They've your views will a evolve. Little bit, I think your views will not evolve. Much. Uh, not much. Ever since I was... Okay, I don't have many differences from what I believed then till now. I don't know if that's a bad thing in some people's eyes. But think, I think like, your worldview is something that's temperamental and often genetic, maybe. Yeah. And uh, maybe, maybe it's a temperamental difference between me and somebody who has the ability to change their beliefs often. And I don't know how much of my, my views have actually changed. Like, I've changed, but I don't know if my... Like, are we talking political views? Or Maybe are we talking political. social views? If you go from a leftist <clears throat> to a far right extremist, 
Then you're, then you're just the patriot front, and you're a fed. What is wrong with your like? You need to be psyche, on the extreme. That yeah. you need to be on the extremes. It's a temperamental thing more for than me, it is about what you really believe. For me, I was always more of a of a middle of the road person. It's just that now the middle of the road is branded a certain way yeah. because the Overton window has been pushed so far the other direction. I don't actually find my views to be all that much different. Uh, very much live and let live on most things, uh, other than where it comes to children, which should be protected at all costs. But most of the time, like I I don't see a lot as different. I've always believed that, for instance, that there is value in understanding that progress will happen while understanding that callously and haphazardly getting rid of tradition for the sake of getting rid of it makes no sense at all. Right. That's a fairly nuanced view that can be taken into perspective on any number of issues and allow for context Mm -hmm. for any of those things. I don't think that part of me has changed. I was just doing so many drugs at one point. It didn't really matter. Spaghetti Warrior said, I'm watching Under the Dome. I think you guys mentioned it (laughs) once. I love season one, but season two is becoming a burden. Does it get good again? I'm afraid to say, my friend, that no. It does. It's been a long time since I watched it, but I loved Under the Dome for some reason in the first season part of season two as well I love and i even went season. to uh i went to a blueberry festival near the actual like location that they really? filmed that and i realized it only after i was walking around the place that yeah. it was that and i freaked out because it was like around the time i was watching the show dude that's the one where it's got uh aisha hines is like the <clears> gay <throat> woman she's like she's like yeah and i'm and we're gay. And it was like very early. It was tw- early, yeah. 20, like it was before the woke stuff was as ingrained as. And they're like at the. I'm like, okay, so it's a small town. They're not racist. They're just bigoted against gay people. Okay, yeah. thanks, Hollywood. Uh, you another understand. thing I meant to bring up at the beginning of the show is. Um, well, you mentioned that you've been seeing the Justin Timberlake memes. Yes. It's going to be May. It's going to be May. Well, it is May. It is May. Um. JT was right. I just wanted to mention that um, my aunt dated one of the members of NSYNC back in the day. You don't know which one. I don't remember which one it was. You need to find out. We need to have your aunt on the show to talk about it. There's probably not much to say, but it was during NSYNC's existence. It wasn't like before they were a thing. It was like during their, like she, I think would, like she's probably met yeah. All of them. That's amazing. Yeah. Also in the chat, uh, Busta Cap says, Brett is completely unbiased and fair. Just ask him. Yeah. That Dexy guy said, Hail Mary full of bass. That's you. Not, not sure of, how I feel about that. Not full of bass. Spaghetti Warrior said, Under the Dome also has very good looking actors. It's very necessary. It's, it's really funny that the, the main guy, he is the most generic looking, good looking white dude I've ever like. You could find that dude at any modeling it's been a while since a- I was. You could find that dude at any modeling agency ever. Yeah. He's very he's he's handsome. There's value in that. He, he's 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 a, if the goal is to make him into an everyman, then yes, he's the handsome everyman if the everyman looked like an underwear model. So Shane H. Wilder said Lizzo would have ate the whole cake and the plate. This is likely very That's true. It's gonna cause you some digestive issues. I also remember that the Under the Dome had Natalie Martinez, who is va va voom, mm-hmm. I would say. So I think we need to call the show because I actually have <laughs> to go somewhere after this okay um 
but we're through the super chats. All right, go for it. All right, Mary. Well, then before we yeah. go, guys, could you like this video? Could you subscribe to this channel? If you have not done so already, thank you so much. We're pushing. We're almost at 59,000 oh, subscribers. We need to get a Spice Girl on. Well, if any of you have a contact. Uh, well, in, in that case, I need it know. to be Posh Spice. Sorry, that's the only po that's the only Spice Girl I have. Is there a base posh, Spice Girl? I don't I don't know. Either Posh or Sporty, because Sporty could sing. Sporty was uh, the real sing, but Ginger was, uh, you know. Never mind. I'll take any of them. Any of them. Would is be the nice. is is? But looking back, is Baby Spice creepy? I don't know. Is, is the idea of calling it Baby Spice uh, and sexualizing someone named Baby Spice not you, creepy? You call a significant other baby, right? I mean, but she, they I put her. They put weird. her in the pigtails, and she had a sucker. The, she did. Yes. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. So it's a little weird. Guys, we're, it was the nineties. <laughs> give us a break, guys. It was the nineties. Before we go. Uh, like like this video, subscribe to this channel if you've not done so already. We're almost 59,000 subscribers. Thank you so much for joining us today. Mary, where can they find you? Yes, you can send me validation on Instagram at Mary Archived, or you can send me hate on Twitter. That is also Mary Archived. All right, guys, thank you so much. Again, if you'd like to follow me, you can follow me on Instagram and on Twitter at Brett Dasovic on both. Make sure you submit your cute of the day submissions yes. there. Hashtag, Hashtag PCC, PCC pets. pets. Exactly. And memes. Yes. Hashtag PCC meme review. Exactly. Uh, this show is here Monday through Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That is noon Pacific. If you'd like to listen to this podcast rather than watch, we are on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, and Spotify. And if you'd like to follow the show on social media, we are on Twitter at PopCulture underscore show, Facebook and TikTok at PopCultureCrisis, and on Instagram at PopCultureCrisisPod. We will be back with another episode tomorrow. Hopefully my voice will be better. We'll see you then, guys. Bye. Bye.